0: And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday and it is April
1: 22nd. Good morning Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. Seven suicide bombers took part in the devastating attacks on churches and luxury hotels in Sri Lanka that killed 290 people and wounded more than 500 a senior investigator said on Monday. Two of the suicide bombers blew themselves up at the luxury Shangri-La Hotel on Colombo's seafront. The others targeted three churches and two other hotels. The fourth hotel and a house in the suburb of the capital Colombo were also targeted, but it was not immediately known how the attack was carried out. There was no claim of responsibility for the Easter Sunday attacks, which mainly took place during church services or at hotel breakfast buffets. Four of the bombs went off at roughly the same time, 8.45 a.m., and the two others coming within 20 minutes. The explosions at the fourth hotel and the house were in the afternoon. Sri Lankans accounted for the bulk of the dead and wounded, although government officials said 32 foreigners were killed, including British, U.S., Turkish, Indian and Chinese, Danish, Dutch, and Portuguese nationals. The Sri Lankan president, who was aboard when the attacks happened, had called a meeting of the National Security Council on Monday. A government source said the prime minister would also be in attendance. The U.S. State Department said that a travel advisory terrorist groups were uh, continuing to plot possible attacks in Sri Lanka, and targets could include tourist spots, transport transport hubs, shopping malls, hotels, place of worship, airports, and other public areas.
3: The pictures were just horrifying. Sad.
2: Witnesses say a woman intentionally drove her SUV into the Schuylkill River on Sunday and Good Samaritans jumped in to help. Crews were called just before 4 o'clock to Kelly Drive near Midvale Avenue in Fairmount Park. When crews arrived, the vehicle was already in the water. Witnesses say some people along the river jumped into the water to help rescue the woman. Joseph Wenzel uh, and two other Good Samaritans desperately tried to rescue the panicked woman trapped inside the sinking vehicle. Wenzel said he swam to the sinking car but didn't think that uh, it would be so difficult to get the doors open. Another witness said that she could see the driver in the front seat. Uh, she watched from the riverbanks in horror as the car began to sink into the Schuylkill. She said that the woman was on her phone and she wasn't worried until uh, she started sinking and then people started to jump in to save her. Wenzel says that I didn't want to open the front door because it was already going underwater. I yelled to the woman to climb to the back. I tried to open the back door, but everything was locked and couldn't be undone. I banged on the window with my hands, but couldn't break it. Another man was swimming. He couldn't break the window and a third man jumped in with a tire iron as soon as they got the woman out of the car uh, they a dragon boat row um, I'm sorry a dragon boat rowing by uh, scooped up the female driver the good Samaritans uh, and took them to the shoreline police have not said if it was accidental or intentional but witnesses say that the driver deliberately drove into the water at the other end of the parking lot uh, uh,
1: okay that's um, but uh, I so she drove in on purpose there they're assuming but she was panicking.
2: Uh, so they said she started – the one woman who was watching from the bank said she started to panic when the people jumped in to, like, save her. Okay. Like, I guess she knew, all right, these people are coming in to get me. and They certainly she said, risked
3: their lives by doing it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the river. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was – if you look at the, the, the video and the pictures that I've seen – uh, she must have been going at a good clip because she appears to have launched out fairly yeah, far, far into the river. Yeah. I thought
2: the same thing, and you know what? They actually said that the river was at a code red, which means like no, not that anybody jumps yeah, into yeah, the river right. to swim, but that right. it was pretty dangerous to be in there anyway. So these good Samaritans jumped in; they risked their lives. Yeah, they were you can see these it.
1: two guys swimming out there, and the guys banging on the window. I mean, is you know they put their own lives at jeopardy. Uh. She
4: could have rolled the window down, right? Unless the, well, the think, electronics went out. I there. think
2: that was the case because she yeah. couldn't unlock the the doors. Either. Well,
4: the, if you. All right, so we, there, there's video here in the uh, in the studio. The back windshield wiper was still going, so the electronics weren't completely gone. Well, that
3: you raise a good question, though. In that case, so if you're in a car and the electronics go down and your windows are up, is there any fail safe method by which you can Cut them down, lower the windows? Or, mm-hmm. or, or not that I know of for the windows. There are like in in one of my
1: cars, um, there is a uh, uh, when. It, it, the, the doors open electronically. Right. So there's there's a sensor button you hit and it opens the door. So you don't, you know, pull a handle per se. Sure. But there, so there's a, like a rip cord on the floor that you can pull if there's an emergency and you need to open ah. the doors. Oh. Now, I don't know if that's on all cars, oh, but thanks. I would imagine, you know, your locking system is a whole other story. Right, right. Because... Because even though you push a button to unlock, usually there's also a manual way that you can, you know, pull a little lever to unlock a door, too. So, I, I don't know. But in that situation, you're panicking. You don't know. And, it's,
3: and yeah. another question. How deep
4: is it there?
1: That's a good question.
2: It well, looks like they were swimming. It doesn't look yeah. like they were standing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: it's hard to tell.
4: Yeah. Deep enough to submerge the, the vehicle because it went all the way under,
3: Yeah. Right? It's yeah. it's
2: in the river now. They said they're going to try to get it out today. Do you have any
3: stories? We've had like four or five stories like this in the past Year, right?
2: Where cars going into the river. A few. Yeah, there's been a few. Uh, The woman was taken to an area hospital for evaluation. The Lyra meteor meteor shower will peak today on Earth Day. Great viewing of it was after midnight. So you missed that part of it. But they're saying tomorrow morning might provide the best viewing conditions in parts of the country. Yeah, there was also some showers this weekend before the peak. The shower's radiant point is between the Lyra and (laughs)
3: Wow, that was got a little close.
2: Uh, but you don't need to locate the radi- uh, the radiant to spot the meteors, according to EarthSky.org, because they'll be all over the sky. At its peak, the showers should reach 15 to 20 meteors per hour. Wow. As with other meteor showers, the best viewing conditions are away from the city lights.
1: Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going back to okay. uh, the, the car thing because this is, this is pretty uh, resourceful. Somebody says if the electronics go out in your car, you can take off the headrest and use the metal ah. prongs to break the window. Oh, really? You know what? Yeah, know? I do yeah, know. Yeah, will step right up. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the way up, They're usually huh. two metal prongs, and huh. if you're in a pinch and you need something metal, I actually have a, that
4: might work. I have a... Ha- not like a hammer, but I... Yeah, there's an emergency thing. Emergency thing. I think maybe you either got it for me or told me to get it. It cuts the seat belt. It's a punch. Yeah, it's well, a punch there's, there's both things. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's a handle, it's
1: got a it's got a, a, a tip on the end of it and a blade where you can cut the uh seat belt. the seatbelt off. Yeah. Yes,
3: I remember that. You were yeah. talking about that. Where'd you get that again? I, I don't know. Preston, I found it online. Is it tactical? That's uh, what I need to know. Definitely <laughs> okay. Are you kidding, Are you kidding me? me? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Okay, right, so, so back to the meteors. Meteor or, yeah, go, okay, right, the Can debris, you
3: use that tool to deflect a meteor shower? I don't shower think so. I'm not, I'm not
2: sure. Yeah. The debris field that makes up the Lyrids originates from the comet Thatcher, a long-period comet that orbits the Sun once every 415 years. The showers was first uh, obse- the shower was first observed in 687 BC, according to AccuWeather, which makes it one of the oldest meteor showers on record. Uh, also, last Thursday and Friday there was a pink full moon. The nickname does not come from anything to do with the moon's color. It was actually just a full moon in April. Uh-huh. So look tomorrow morning. Uh, all that's right, when you you missed it last night, it was around midnight. But supposedly tomorrow morning, we should be able to see something. I'm all right.
1: Sorry, I thought you were done with the meteor shower story. Okay. I didn't know there was that much more to go. <laughs> I never would more have been about left
2: meteors. It. Apologies. What was a nice pause? Well, yeah, you know well, me. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. needed to give all, all the, the information mm-hmm. yeah, about yeah.
1: the meteors, celestial events,
2: yeah. <laughs> in sports this morning. <laughs>
5: are
6: yummy. <laughs>
1: Apparently, there's a monsoon this morning. There we go. <laughs>
2: The Sixers, who beat the Nets twice in Brooklyn and now lead a 3-1 lead in the first round, return to action tomorrow night and can close out the series in Game 5 at home. Tip-off for Tuesday is set for 8 o'clock. In yesterday's NBA action, the Boston Celtics beat the Indiana Pacers to close out that series with a four-game sweep. In the other Eastern Conference series, the Toronto Raptors beat the Magic in Orlando and now lead that series three games to one out west. The Golden State Warriors beat the Clippers in L.A. and lead that series 3-1. And the Portland Trail Blazers beat the Thunder in Oklahoma City and the Blazers lead that series 3-1. The Phillies wrap up their series in Denver with a 4-1 loss against the Colorado Rockies. John Gray. Through six scoreless what innings, f- Tony Walters had a two-run double, and the Rockies took a three-of-four in the series for their sixth win in seven games tonight. The Phillies travel to Queens to face off against the Mets. Jake Arrieta will get the start for the Phillies, while Stephen Matz, who gave up eight runs in the first inning and failed to record an out last week against the, against the Phillies, will go for the Mets. The first pitch is set for seven o'clock. In the NHL, the Boston Bruins beat the Maple Leafs four to two yesterday afternoon in Toronto to force a Game Seven back in Boston tomorrow night in the Western Conference. The San Jose Sharks won in overtime, beating the Vegas Golden Knights 2 to 1. Game 7 in that series is also tomorrow night and will take place in San Jose. And that's what I have for you this morning. All
1: right, welcome back from uh, the weekend, gang. Easter weekend, uh, Passover, a lot of things being celebrated. Yes. 420 was over the weekend. That's too, right, it just way. was. So, uh, everybody's back from that, and we return to business as usual. Let's see what we have for the Word of the Week prize. We have an autographed Cage the Elephant guitar plus a pair of pit tickets. Uh, to see them with Beck and Spoon at BB&T Pavilion coming up on Wednesday, August 21st. So wow. We, yeah, we'll give that away. And uh, let's see. It says, after Tuesday, listen to Pierre presents Cage the Elephant Performance on Demand at WMMR.com. So I'll tell you about that after Tuesday. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, we'll have a chance to get the first letter and get things started on that. We return with GoFundYourself2 today. We took a break on Friday. It was a holiday for a lot of people. So... We will have your chance to win $1,000 five times today. day, the first time coming up around 8 o'clock. Listen, we'll give you the word and all the information you need to enter to win that and also how you might be able to win a uh, $10,000 grand prize. Uh, We also have the Preston and Steve sorority party this week at Parks Casino. It is Thursday night. Very much looking
3: forward to that. I think the weather's going to be really good. And we're going to have
1: a, uh, yeah, you know what, Steve? Yeah, Thursday is partly cloudy, 70 degrees, so we'll be at the new beer garden. Yes. With a retractable roof. Uh, Essentially, we'll be outside having a party. It's going to be awesome. And we have uh, craft beers and a craft as well, a craft beer glass that you'll be able to decorate on your own. And we'll do some pinning for the Sisters of Zeta Ada Pi. It's awesome. So listen up for your chance to get on board to join us for this little get-together on uh, Thursday. We'll be looking forward to that. As far as guests go today, I'm really excited about our guests we're having in. We are going to have in the studio today... Actor Hal Linden, yes,
3: Barney Miller himself will be here. I was a big fan of Barney Miller. I was, too. I even watched uh, the, the spinoff, Fish. Remember the show? I oh, yeah. loved Fish. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I remember all those yeah. guys. Uh, Wojo and Fish. Ron Glass. And, and, well, and, uh, Ron
1: Glass was Harris. Dietrich. Uh, Dietrich, who was, yeah. Steve Lansford. Oh, he was so great. There, there were the characters were awesome on that show. Yamana, remember yes, him? Yes, yeah. Uh, so I was a big, big fan of Barney Miller. So it's cool. He's going to be performing in a show called In the Mood. Do you know he's like a uh, he Which plays the Bucks County Playhouse,
3: multiple instruments, and the whole deal. Big band singer. Didn't know he was Absol- that talented. Absolutely, yeah, nice. yeah. All right. So Hal Linden coming by. Very today. cool. Uh,
1: and who knows what else we get into? I know I do. I have a stupid question ready to go. We're doing courtesy of our friend uh, Craig Legans, uh, the comic book gurus yes. podcast genius has sent me a full list of Avengers Endgame questions to ask. I'm going to do a question every day this week.
7: Uh, in celebration.
1: Question in celebration yes. of the big, big release uh, coming up on Friday. So get yourself set. If you're in the MCU, we will have your chance to win when we return as well as some entertainment stories. So we'll take a quick break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve, you can see them
8: too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
1: Mom. Your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24 karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out.
8: Back with more of the Preston and
1: Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That is going to be on May 5th. So, the question that we have for you this morning, and courtesy, like I said, uh, Craig Legons of the Comic Book Gurus podcast, he knows he's forgotten more about comic books than any of us know put together... And so he came up with some great questions, and it's all MCU-oriented as we prepare for Endgame this week. And, in Mm. fact, there's a special media screening that some people in this room are going to go to tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So here's the question we have for you. At the beginning of Avengers, Natasha, Black Widow, is sent to recruit Bruce Banner. What foreign city is he located in? Mm -hmm. That is not an easy question because it's only for a moment in the movie. Two one five two six three WMMR. Casey, you know it's sp- in
4: this country. You're up to speed on everything. So. I literally am in the middle of Ragnarok. I got to finish that today and then move on to uh, Infinity War. All right. two. One- I'm ready. Two
1: one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer. Today is Monday, April twenty second. Uh, Daniel Johns of the band Silverchair. Wow. So remember when that band mm. arrived? He was 16 years old. 16. He's the lead singer. They were on the scene. They won some kind of Battle of the Bands contest in Australia. He is now 40 years old. <laughs> 40. Was yeah. he
3: the one who was uh, with Natty, Natalie Ambrugia?
1: Yes, okay. I believe so. And he also was a very rare uh, case where he was a, uh, a male that had um, anorexia. Anorexia, correct, yeah. It, it happens more than you think it does, especially in the world of sports. But uh, it was kind of odd. I remember when I first heard that story. But... I have not heard this song in ages. This is a great song. It's a great tune. It is. I originally thought that the first time I heard this, I thought this was Pearl Jam because it was around that time that Pearl Jam was hitting. Yeah, and I heard the song, and and I just it kind of bled into their sound. But no, I mean you heard
3: he's like 16 years old.
1: Yeah, so 40 years old today, Daniel Johns of uh, Silverchair. So happy birthday! I want to hear this kick in. I Love this part. Talented guy. All right, so another talented gentleman is turning 82, Jack Nicholson. Oh,
3: wow! Uh,
1: yeah, birthday for Jack.
3: I was just watching Chinatown last night. Where are you? Which is a masterpiece. Yeah. Polanski is a, a in many ways, but it's... It, it, I have a story about him coming it up. It is. Thank a, you. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. And Nicholson is phenomenal, and Faye Dunaway is phenomenal. And yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Incredible. He's He's, uh, I mean...
1: You know, we should probably, not unlike the Stallone list we did the other day, we should do a list of the definitive Jack movies. Yeah, because yeah. he was in over the top two. And no, him. he was not. I'm
3: playing an arm wrestling.
1: Over the top two yeah. as in the second or, yeah. or over, over the, top the top also? Also, yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Because I'm like, man, if there, if there was a sequel to that with Jack... I'd be all over that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should we should try to find a definitive list of the
3: with my son.
1: Jack Nicholson movies ranked because he's still, I mean, all the way up to you know the latter part of his career. Like the bucket list was, I really
3: enjoyed well, that movie. He's always been charismatic. So yeah. he and a guy named Robert Town, who wrote Chinatown, went to school together, and Robert Town was the good-looking guy who was, you know. Wanted to to be uh, wanted to be the actor. He ended up being the writer. Nicholson, you know, from the first second you see him, an even easy writer. He just
1: you yeah. you
3: can't help but watch him. Something about him. Something yeah. about him.
1: He's eighty two. Uh, then you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Love him. Who is celebrating his birthday today? Negan. Yeah, he's great. You know what? I was really happy. What? Oh, Steve has a great Negan impression. <laughs> Steve's Negan yeah. swagger impression is hilarious because. I, I mean, listen. I I liked that that uh, story arc in yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in The Walking Dead, but after a couple of seasons, the whole hey, yeah. man, thing got it got a little old.
3: Like you ever just walk into a room at a certain ah. point, go, "How you guys doing?" Yeah, you know, I I brought bear claws,
4: you know, right? It's <laughs> always so <I> like. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost almost like Foster Brooks, the old drunk comedian. Drunk
1: and and wobbling around, but...
3: I know you believe.
4: Yes. (laughs) Ah, come on, Negan. Can we get this done? Here's the deal. I felt like, and I still feel like, his character needed... A big-time backstory episode. Like, just take an entire yeah. episode and tell us how or why he got like that. What well, got so detached. Yeah, yeah. Please get me. Maybe uh, it's going to still happen. Maybe. just, yeah. But give me a reason to have sympathy or something for him. I was, I was Lil, just happy. Lil, Lil, Lil Negan. <laughs> I was happy for him to get a, a juicy role like
1: that because after Watchmen, as the comedian, I, I'd see, he was here and there. Yeah. But he was so so good in that. I was like really hoping that he would hit, and sure enough, he did with Negan. So he, that's cool. oh yeah,
3: he's in he's in he's in basically what I call the Jewish Exorcist, the Possession. Yeah, you know, and he is the dad in that. He's in a number of things. He's also at, at the beginning stages of the uh, series Supernatural. So he's been around forever. But he really, he I'm I, I'm glad he's getting his accolades.
1: He's 53 today. Then you have uh, Ryan Stiles, who was from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? The Drew Carey Show as well. He's been. Has he been here in a studio? No, I don't think he has. We've had a few of those guys in, yeah. He's 60 today. Uh, Cheryl Lee, who is Laura Palmer on Twin Peaks, uh, celebrates her 52nd birthday today. Man, did
3: I love that show when it came out. I was just wrapped up. And as I said before, uh, it became clear that they really hadn't mapped out a lot of where they were going. Yeah. But they did do that movie, Firewalk, with me, and then they did the second series. I didn't really watch the second go-around for Twin Peaks. Did yeah. uh, any of you?
4: No, yeah. I never made it through a
3: full was, episode. It was a, it. A, a big case of style over substance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's 52 today. Uh, the great John Waters. Uh, so oh. many great cult films. I was just watching Serial Mom, which is one of my favorite John Waters movies. Have you ever seen that? I've seen parts of it. I've never watched the beginning you of gotta it beginning You've got to watch it the all.
1: Kathleen always. Turner is great in it. She's
9: the the ultimate <laughs> lunatic sociopath mom. Yeah. I think we're getting him back in the studio in a month or two. He's in town. Right. He's at the Free Library, and uh, yeah. I made some inroads on it on Thursday or Friday of last week. So uh, he's coming back to town. I'm trying to find the exact date. But, right. um, uh, anyway, he'll be back in town next month, and we'll get him in when that happens.
1: Serial mom, crybaby, hairspray, pink flamingos, which is very disturbing. He's <laughs> it sure is. Seventy three today, and then the last birthday, Steve. Your gal, Amber Heard. Ah, uh, there has, we go. Has her birthday. Uh, Aquaman, the most recent uh, release that she was in. But
3: uh, I thought she was she was in here for an interview. And I forget what movie she was promoting, but but she looked like she was on the verge of tears throughout the entire thing. She was so nervous.
1: Uh, She's 33 today, so happy birthday to Amber Heard and everybody celebrating birthdays today. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question at the beginning of Avengers. uh, Natasha, Black Widow, is sent to recruit Bruce Banner. What foreign city does she track him down in? And I will go to Chris for the answer. Good morning, Chris.
6: Good morning.
1: All right, Chris, let's see how well you know the MCU. Do you know what city she went to to recruit Bruce Banner? He
6: was
1: in Calcutta. Calcutta. That's correct. One moment, Chris. We are going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick. They'll be in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's on May 5th. Celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. And for information and tickets, you can visit DoverSpeedway.com. So the box office, uh, the Curse of La Llorna uh, was number one. Uh, followed up by Shazam, which uh, slipped into the second place.
4: I saw that on Saturday with my family. What'd you think? I thought it was fun. Isn't it fun? It was funny. I mean, especially when he first, you know, becomes yep. Shazam. Like, it. I mean, laugh out loud funny. That's yep. good. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, then you have a Breakthrough, followed by Captain Marvel, Little Dumbo, Pet Cemetery, Missing. Us was number nine, and the top ten was rounded out with Hellboys at Falls 2.
4: <laughs> Number 10. Saw a funny little meme. It says, you know you're in the Bible Belt when this is your movie list. And there's a a picture of a movie theater called the Roxy somewhere in the middle of the the Bible Belt. And it literally is called Heck Boy. Heck Boy. (laughs) Seriously? I swear to God. That's funny. (laughs) Heck Boy. Uh,
1: Speaking of Avengers Endgame, it's expected, of course, to completely tear up the box office next weekend. And reverberations of Disney and Marvel presumed blockbuster are even being felt this week or they were this past weekend because Captain Marvel actually bumped up uh and a lot of people went to rewatch as they did a lot of the other movies like Casey's doing uh Captain Marvel's in its seventh weekend in theaters and this Easter it managed 9.1 million which was a six percent rise from the uh eight million it had earned uh last weekend so it went up in the extra push propelled it past $400 million domestically, making it the seventh Marvel film to achieve that feat.
3: You're dealing with something that in cinematic context is a sure thing. Mm -hmm. It's expected to set
1: new records with the biggest opener in box office history domestically and globally. Uh, The current crown belongs to the predecessor, Avengers Infinity War that opened at $640 million globally and $257.6 million in North America. So they're expecting it to take more than that. And uh, I'll be dropping my money into the <laughs> coffer for it.
3: Well, that's why we didn't get us. you know, we usually have screenings to invite people to. But, I yeah. mean, honestly, Marvel's like, <laughs> man, we really don't need it this go-around.
1: Uh, Steve, you'd mentioned uh, Roman Polanski. The Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences is standing by his decision to oust him. Uh, From its ranks, he was uh, accused of rape. Uh, Polanski sued the Oscars organization on Friday, and the Academy's response was swift. They uh, said, uh, standing behind their decision, the procedure taken to expel Mr. Polanski was fair and reasonable. Uh, The Academy stands by his decision as appropriate.
3: And and Um, there's a couple of, you know, uh, allegations against him. It's not like it's just the one one little girl. So, uh, yeah, I think they're right to stand by it.
1: Yeah, the, uh, there, a snippet of the filing in L.A. Superior Court read, the Academy Committee uh prejudicial abuse of discretion in that the Academy failed to proceed in a manner required by law. The Academy's expulsion decision is not supported by the findings, and the Academy's findings are not supported by the evidence. So, uh, but they said, nope, uh, you're it, out, dude. You
3: know, it's funny, President, well, not funny, but when the whole thing came out, uh, the people have been expelled from the academy this way. So you had, you have Harvey Weinstein, you have Roman Polanski, and then b- before they really started going through, okay, what warrants being ejected from the academy? There was somebody who sold an Oscar in the in the I think something ac- equivalent to that, which was a, a um, sure. grounds to get you kicked out. So you have people who are accused of rape, and yeah. this guy who sold an Oscar, the guy
1: who stole a statue or <laughs> That's sold it, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle Williams and her musician husband, Phil Elverham, have separated. What? After less than a year of marriage. Yeah, they, won't, they haven't been married that long.
3: I'm watching her in that uh, uh, Verdon Fossey, about Gwen Verdon and uh, Bob Fossey, the choreographer on it looks, FX. Oh, it's really okay. good. Yeah.
1: What was I watching her in? Yesterday, Dawson's
3: Creek. I know you're a huge fan. No, no, you're Going back and watching all of them.
1: Uh, it wasn't that, but I saw her on the screen. I'm like, oh, it's Michelle Williams. Uh, I forgot. Oh, oh is
3: it uh, is it the uh, P.T. Barnum thing, the uh, with Hugh Jackman? No, show
4: uh,
1: hang on a second, Manchester no, I, by the Sea, just so I am not driving myself crazy. No, it was Venom, Venom, yeah, Venom was on the other day, and I have not watched that movie yet, but I saw a segment and I'm like, oh, I didn't know she was in that. It's it's okay. Uh, so anyhow, she, Williams and uh, Elverham married and moved in together without fanfare last summer. Uh, a source close to the situation says Michelle and Phil separated at the beginning of the year. It was an amicable split and they remain friends. Uh, she shared the news of her love affair initially in a cover story for Vanity Fair back in July. Of my
3: love affair. And, uh, <laughs> I've taken a lover.
1: She's the mother, of course, Matilda, who is 12. She shared that with the late Heath Ledger. Uh, Elvram is the father to a three-year-old daughter from his first marriage to musician Genevieve Castry, who died of cancer just 18 months after welcoming their daughter. Wow. Uh, She said of her relationship with Elvram following her long search after Ledger's death in 2008, I never gave up on love. I always say to Matilda, your dad loved me before anybody thought I was talented or pretty or had nice clothes. Uh, she can be seen in the Fosse Burden thing on FX. Yes, Steve, which airs Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern time on FX. But they are done as a couple after that. Huh. That's too bad.
3: Well, I'm to hear that. Uh, Mossimo Giannulli. Yes, we know that name.
1: Concocted a ruse at the University of Southern California long before the college admissions scandal, according to a 2016 interview that he gave to the Hundreds Fashion Blog. Uh, the fashion mogul apparently once scammed his parents out of tuition money while pretending to be enrolled at the same school back in the 1980s. It was a different kind of scam. But sure, yeah, yeah, He falsified report cards and tuition bills so his father would hand over the money.
10: Oh, my God. Uh-huh. This and is not then,
1: helping his case. And then used the capital to
3: fund an early T-shirt venture. So he used it. For business and I
1: also found out, Preston, that but he was with the, lying to his parents.
3: What? Oh, yeah, with the daughter Olivia, uh, that uh, they actually had her in. She was in on a football scholarship, they said she was a defensive Shut lineman. Off. No okay. way,
1: uh, so he had said, uh, SC was expensive, so that was how <laughs> I was starting my company. I used all that cash. Uh, he lived at a fraternity. And CNN noted that he took some classes in 1984 in a non-degree program open to anyone with no formal admissions requirements and was a non-matriculating student. What does that
9: mean, matriculating? It means it's you're non- just not taking classes. You can, I mean, you're not paying for the classes. You can go you're to the classes. <laughs> you can go to the classes, but you're not uh, paying for them. So you
1: don't get a grade or anything right. like
9: that. You just, okay.
3: You get the worst thing, the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you actually yeah. get
9: the usable yeah. working information. No. He probably showed up to uh, you know have his face on campus and look like he was going to class, sure. you yeah. know, as a part of the scam.
1: But listen to this, he says, I used to have hundreds of thousands of cash in my top drawer in my fraternity house and I was like, this is kind of too easy. I need a bigger platform. If I had a bigger account base, I could really kill it. This is too easy? You're stealing money from <laughs> your parents. Yes
3: uh so you, lo- you bastard uh, I- even one um, i was even taking my mom's medication and selling it <laughs> even one of newly <laughs> she wasn't gonna make it anyway daughters
1: and this is olivia the social media maven talked about his scheme in an interview before the college admission scandal broke she said that her dad was like never enrolled in college he faked his way through it like then he started his whole business with tuition money that his parents thought was going to college uh, of course, uh, Gianulli and Laughlin pleaded not guilty this week to charges stemming from the College of Missions. Bribery investigation, which could potentially, though not likely, land them in prison for decades if they are convicted.
3: So this would never have happened if Lori Laughlin had gotten with John Stamos. As, right. It should have happened. I think right? we all know that's the case.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's long-awaited live sitcom special, Recreating All in the Family and the Jeffersons, now has an air date and an all-star cast. Uh, it's called Live and From a Studio Audience Norman Lear's All in the Family and the Jeffersons it will air on May 22nd on ABC and a pair of Oscar winners are going to take the iconic roles Woody Harrelson and Marissa Tomei will star as Archie and Edith Bunker so it's going to be a little different so they're
3: not casting by type they're Correct. taking innovative choices and
1: Jamie Fox and Wanda Sykes will portray George and Louise Jefferson
3: okay so that's a little bit well that's I mean, better. Jamie Fox is still you had the, Listen, did anyone ever think Edith Bunker was hot? No. Or Mrs. Jefferson, really. Right.
1: Wheezy. Uh, Ellie Kemper takes the role of Gloria Stivick with Will Farrell as Tom Willis. So he's the neighbor of the Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah. And uh,
3: Justina Machado as Florence Johnston. Now, are they doing actual scripts from the series or new scripts? I don't know. Because I, I would find it hard to believe they're going to run with some of the more volatile all-in-the-family scripts from the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Kimmel is set to co-host the
1: event with legendary television producer Norman, Norman Lear himself. He's still alive. He's this in his adorable 90s. little bucket hat. Uh, who created the shows back in the 1970s. So that'll be interesting to see how that yeah. plays out. Kim Kardashian has set her sights way, talking about law. way beyond the beauty counter. After working with the White House to commute the life sentence of a nonviolent drug offender, the reality star says that she was inspired to become a lawyer herself, despite the criticism and mockery she knew was coming. Uh, She told Van Jones in an interview aired on Saturday on uh, CNN, I know I got so many times people would say to me, don't go to the White House, your career will be over, don't go there. And I just kind of weighed the decision where it was like to save a life or to get maybe bad tweets about me or a bad news story for a few days. So she
3: waited out. Bad tweets save a life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, she had to really think about that. Bad
3: tweets save a life. Bad tweets save a life.
1: She said, I guarantee you the people sitting behind bars do not care who the president is. They just want that relief. And so I could have done that. (sighs) She's a regular Clarence Darrow, Preston. Yeah. After revealing her plans to Vogue, social media went bonkers. And she noted the disdain, she says, adding that she does not want to be put in a box. This is about her talking about going to law school. Uh, So
3: she said, you have to... Funny, she got her original fame by showing her box.
1: She (laughs) said, said, you have to do this because this is what people expect of you. I saw a comment where someone said, you need to stay in your lane. You can have ambitions, but don't be too ambitious. And to me, that shut up and dribble comment, I read it to my husband in bed, and I was just like, this will even push me harder.
3: Well, the truth of the matter is, she is being successful at it, and she's actually doing some good. So there are worse things, I would say, than to just not do anything with your fame, Mm -hmm. and she's helping people, so why not? And she said that Kanye and her three
1: children support her. She said, coming home, I have my backpack. My kids have their backpack. They're studying. She's got a backpack. I'm studying, and them seeing that I have this filming career, and I'm having makeup samples tested all over my arm when I'm trying to read my (laughs) flashcards. I my, hope. S- my, my legal see and say. I hope that they get inspired to know that they can put in the Plaintiff.
3: hard work. <laughs> Defendant. You pull the cord. Tort. And that's what it lands on. Tort. Yeah. Damn it, it's stuck.
1: Tort. Sometimes it goes to the same one several yeah, yeah. times, you know. Plaintiff. Uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Exculpatory. Ooh. Tort, Class- damn it! Class action. <laughs> Class action lawsuit.
10: <laughs>
1: Defendant. By the way, uh, speaking of her parents, Kardashian also said that she was mystified by the college fraud scandal that was uh, swept up uh, in, with 50 people, including Loyal Officers. Jurisprudence. Felicity Huffman. <laughs> uh, she said, "If they couldn't get into a school." I would never want to use privilege to try to force them into a situation that they wouldn't thrive in anyway.
3: Yeah, right. Well, I think what they would do is they would do, you know, the the, the Kanye uh, West uh, Athletic Center, uh, you know, the the, the old style of getting into school. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: She said uh, to buy your way into something just wouldn't benefit anybody. Except for the person that's buying their way in. They, okay. Uh, Queen Elizabeth attended Easter Matin's service. Matins? <laughs> I love John it? Madden. <laughs> you think that's a typo? It's, it's probably uh, morning. Morning service. of no. John it says, Madden? It says, M-A-T-I-N. Says, M-A-T-I-N? M-A-T-I-N, yeah. Maybe.
9: It's the French word for morning. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 I'm so oh. that I've never taken a bullet's course in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyhow she was
1: at uh St George's uh Chapel in Windsor Castle alongside several royals including Prince William, Kate Middleton and Prince Harry. Meghan Markle, who is days away from giving birth to her first child with Harry, stayed home. Uh the Queen's husband Philip was also absent. Uh the Queen ha- also celebrated her 93rd birthday on Easter. Yesterday was her birthday.
3: 93 yeah. and honestly chugging along, yeah. doing very well. Uh, What a remarkable effing life. Agreed. I think that's the the title of her biography. It should be. A (laughs) remarkable effing life.
1: As part of a reported distance between William, Harry, and their respective spouses, they didn't speak to each other during the service. She
3: sits actually in a lifeguard's chair. Oh, just gosh. to make sure she's always above everyone else. Probably a good idea.
1: Hey, this is uh, sad to hear. Um, this gentleman's been in our studio before. Boys in the Hood writer and director John Singleton has been hospitalized following a stroke.
3: Yes. Uh, his
1: family shared over the weekend that the 51-year-old director was at then uh, an unnamed facility when he suffered the stroke. Uh, His family said uh, they didn't share any details, Uh, celebs including Snoop Dogg, uh, Guillermo del Toro, and Mark Wahlberg, just to name a few, shared uh, their wishes for a swift recovery on social media. What I've heard, though, Preston, is it it was a mild stroke. I hope so. Uh, Yeah, so do I. Uh, Singleton was the first African-American to be nominated for Best Director and Best Screenplay. Uh, oh, here's big news. Sophia Vergara rolled through a stop sign in Beverly Hills. Oh, Christmas my
4: Christmas. oh, my God! How do you do, this... you do that? <laughs> the South Philly roll. And, <laughs> and
1: they let her away with a warning.
4: Of course oh. they did. She you has know. huge
1: cans. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I
3: have to say about that. <laughs> that's literally all there I'm, is. I wonder if, if you are a police officer in, that, in those areas where the celebrities are. You know, are are, are are Do you get a general edict? Are you dissuaded from? I would think so. You know, because they do. We do hear stories of
1: of these guys not getting away and getting a ticket, even yeah. for a smaller infraction. And so. if it's
4: Sophia Vergara, she probably think regardless. Yeah, it, it can work it. Have you guys heard of the South Philly roll by any chance? I mean, it's it's a real thing. I think that. Most cities, because uh, we had the St. Louis stop, okay. which
10: was, yeah. you, you're, it's a rolling stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people. The Vatican City slide. There you go, that yeah, too. Yeah. You know, same thing. Yeah, usually not in a four-way, but yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> uh, so, I have another story for you. A trailer for Ava DuVernay's When They See Us dropped on Friday. And aside from the start drama portrayed in the film about the Central Park attack, uh, viewers are also buzzing over the fact that Felicity Huffman who is embroiled in a college fraud scandal in real life, appeared as Linda Fairstein, the woman in charge of the DA's sex crimes office.
10: Mm.
3: I don't know
1: why, but some people would think that's odd.
3: Yeah. why? why yeah,
1: that's... She's in a legal role. Whatever, man. She's How actress. could
3: she do that I not know. knowing that anything would happen that would be weird after the fact, but before it actually happened?
1: Yep. Uh, so that comes out May 31st. Uh, Universal has dated its Paul Feig-directed rom-com called Last Christmas. Starring Amelia Clark, Henry Golding, and Emma Thompson for November eight, two thousand nineteen. It was originally scheduled to land November fifteenth. The film is inspired by the hit holiday ballad by George Michael, so it's called Last Christmas. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. and will feature some of the Wham! Co founders' mm-hmm. unreleased music.
10: Last so, Christmas,
6: I gave you my heart, <laughs> but the very next day
1: you, you cut a big fart. You cut a big fart. I'm sorry, I don't know the Gave lines. it away. Okay. Uh, so, and by the way, that's the video, right, Nick? That's the worst Christmas video of all that time. That
10: is the really
1: <laughs> trying to hide the fact that he's gay video. Yeah. And it's just, it's so saccharinely sappy
9: and cheesy. Dude, it's, if you're it's gay, just admit it. Yes. <laughs>
11: it's
9: well. a debate every Christmas because my girlfriend loves that song and I cannot stand it. And so I give that give her that one. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's sweet. It is. It's cheesy, and
3: I refuse to come out way. <laughs> yeah. All right, and
1: then one last thing. Tell me what you guys think of this. Netflix is testing a button that would play. It's called. It's a random button, so uh, it would play random episodes of select uh, select TV shows, like shuffle,
3: like a shuffle. Switch. Exactly. Yes. But
1: it's going to be ones that have a lot of you know several episodes. So they're testing it on The Office. Our Planet, Arrested Development, and New Girl. I can uh, see that. So, it, you know what it's almost like? It's like watching it on uh, reruns on TV. I you never know what like, episode you're
3: going to get. Sometimes you know? like that would work for, for like Game of Thrones, where order isn't
4: important. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? No, but like Friends. <laughs> sure. And, yeah. And some other shows that have a. Yeah. A big... Where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yep. I don't normally. I mean, we, we. I don't think it'll last. No. no. They, for the news as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Wait a second. This is three years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, we're ready for clips. So let's start with this one. In Someone Great, a group of girlfriends try unconventional ways to get over a breakup. And here Gina Rodriguez, known best for playing Jane the Virgin, talks about what it's like to get a little raunchier on the screen.
5: There's two sex scenes in this film where th- those are new to me. You know, television sex scenes on Jane are very, very different, and they're very modest, and they're very sweet, and you could show like a knee. So I've never really experienced that. Shut the
1: Uh, Someone Great is streaming now on Netflix. Let's do the next clip. The Curse of La Llorona takes place in the 1970s with a social worker who is concerned about the welfare of a family of small children.
3: This was number one this weekend, right? Yep.
1: Investigates the mother's claims that they are being haunted by a spirit. In this clip, Linda Cardellini talks about what it's like to do a big horror film for the first time in her 23-year career.
6: I had a wonderful stunt person, but there's a lot of times where it had to be me. I didn't realize doing a horror film, I'd never really done one in this capacity. I had no idea how physical it was.
1: Hey! (laughs) She's in the MCU. She is. Yes. I was
3: just going to say that.
1: Yeah, she's uh, Hawkeye's wife. Yes, she is. And we see,
3: apparently, Hawkeye's daughter in Endgame. Oh, we do? Yes. Nice. And she is uh, quite an archer herself. Oh, that's at least right. that's what the trailer is. They ended. show him yeah.
1: uh, yes. shooting at targets.
3: Uh, La Yorona is in theaters now, by the way. <laughs> and
1: it was number one of the box office. So there you go. That's what I have for you in uh, the entertainment report this morning. Let's get some ladies on board for our party on Thursday. Oh. oh, yeah. Parks Casino in the Beer Garden. That's where we will be for the President's Eve Sisters and Suds event. Zeta A Pi, our sorority. Ladies only club. Nothing but us sisters. That's it. Uh, and us it's, girls. It's from 6 to 8. Now, you can hang and obviously party as long as you want to, but let's take uh, five callers. You have to be at least 21 guest has to be at least twenty-one and a sister as well, and uh, we'll get you on board. So, not only are we going to have craft beers uh, to enjoy while we're there, but we will have craft beer glasses that we each girl is going to get, and you get to design it while you're there. And we have uh, Zeta A to pie pins for those who have not been pinned yet. So, we'll do some pinning,
3: highly coveted, by the way.
1: Some drinking, we'll have a damn good time. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's get you in the club. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. We have the great. Hal Linden, Barney Miller himself, will be in our studio this morning (laughs) performing at the Bucks County Playhouse. We'll get you all those details a little bit later on. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Kathy, Kathy Romano, Romano hosts the 12th annual Kathy's Cuts, benefiting Wigs for Kids, Friday, May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton, PA. Hey everyone, get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. We're asking you to cut your hair for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. You'll need at least 12 inches of hair to donate and with what's left, the skilled stylist from three amazing hair salons, Gravity, David Arnold and Tierra will cut and style your New do go to prestonandsteve.com for guidelines and to make a donation appointment. Kathy's Cuts benefiting wigs for kids.
8: Refreshments provided by Metro Beverage Philadelphia and Panera Bread
2: 93 3 WMMR,
5: putting Philly first.
1: So, if you post on social media and you have a fairly substantial amount of you know friends or followers or whatever it may be, whether it's on you know uh, Facebook or or Instagram or whatever. All um, right, space. One of the things that uh, that you have to consider when you're posting a picture, maybe, are things that are in the background uh, that, that people might point out that has nothing to do with what you have posted just because it's what people do. They, they look, always they do look, it. They look for things to comment on. That's why sometimes when I take photos, I always try to do it in front of like a blank background or something like that so somebody won't go, hey, wait a minute, you still have a landline phone? You don't, wait, you don't have, yeah. you have, you have. <laughs> You don't have a cordless phone? Why is the wall that color? Shut up. Yeah. Um, So anyhow, Casey posted a screen grab uh, over the weekend. It was something that Kathy had commented on. Oh, it was when we were talking about Dick's Sporting Goods and the shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chuck bought in these brand new shoes. And I smell it and I go... Oh man, this smell reminds me of dicks, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and then we we talked about how balls, tennis like, balls, tennis, tennis balls, balls, things like that smell yeah. nice, and how sure. we like to go to to dicks and smell the balls. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> Kathy had commented on something like that to well, Casey,
4: right? Well, Chuck Chuck D'Amico, our assistant program director, sent a message. Oh, it was Chuck okay. to all of us, and he just. Said I'm driving home from work today, and I caught a strong, pleasant scent of freshly cut grass. It reminded me finally of all of.
10: <laughs>
4: I probably, I probably can't say that. Even we just was, had to dump. Yeah. If I was talking about this Dick's Sporting Goods, you could probably- say Dick's is a is yeah. a company. Singular. Right. Use
3: made it singular, which made <laughs> yes. it a dumpable word, which as, made it a penis. Yeah. As stupid yeah. as that is, and it is. Yeah. But I love the smell. It says.
4: <laughs>
10: Anyway,
3: and
4: then Kathy
3: just
2: said go to Casey's yeah. Instagram. You'll see it. <laughs> and
1: Kathy had posted, "I love the smell of dicks," meaning the sporting yeah, yeah. store, and balls, meaning tennis balls. So right. anyhow, it yeah. looks funny. Casey did a screen grab. He posted this on Instagram, and the mm-hmm. a, a, an overwhelming amount of people didn't respond to what Kathy. A lot of people did to what Kathy's. Uh, they couldn't believe that this, you know, yeah. prim and proper girls using this language. Right, I said, right, right. "You have no idea." <laughs> Uh, But in the upper left-hand corner of Casey's screen grab is the number 86, meaning Mm. the unread messages that Casey has in his texts. And so a lot of people were commenting about why do you have 86 unread texts? And everybody was jumping in. Even uh, Nick Murphy jumped in because Casey had asked. Then you sent an email or text to us asking how many unanswered texts do you have? And I fired back, well, I had 11 at the time, and uh, Nick Murphy was saying that that would just drive
9: him absolutely insane. So he gets he an anxiety any...
2: over it. Yeah. Oh,
9: me yeah. too. Yeah, over too many. Un... And then... Unanswered emails, unanswered texts. I I feel anxiety about
1: it. Well, then to top that off, Chuck D'Amico sends yes. over a screen grab of his email. Right. And how many unanswered, uh, completely untouched emails there were. 33,000 yeah.
4: plus. <laughs> Which is, to me, the guy with 80, now 88 unread text messages, 30,000. That is just, I might actually have to jump off a bridge because that's just too overwhelming of a number for me of of unread messages. That's nothing. Well, Really? Yeah. I can beat that.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Email? Oh, yeah. (laughs) How many do you think
3: you have? Oh, Steve's pulling out his phone right now. He's got (laughs) his glasses on. 90,000. No. No. 466. (laughs) Seriously? I'm absolutely serious.
2: Wait, in one email account?
3: I have had, yes, I have had yes. my .Mac <laughs> account, okay. it was .Mac and me account since it first started. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Since I was, pr- in fact, I hated it when they changed it to m- the me.com because I was a proud Mac user. I wanted to have I that. Know, I, I know, I know.
1: It's still the same thing, though. It's you still can do the mac same mac. thing and, and you get it.
3: Or me.com. So from today, I, I, one I was I've felt had,
1: the same way, Steve. Yeah. What
3: I get are a lot of update to uh, my apps. Yep. Did you know there's now a Gremlin on this app? So those are the emails that I get. Right. Yeah. Predominant amount, things that are actually important, but I literally, it, 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 it tasks me, as they say, because I haven't had, I just have to go and bulk erase, you know, yeah. 90,000. But once they started upping the storage, yeah. you're like, and then and then what happens <laughs> is also it serves as an archive of information. I started to set sub little directories for mail that I just drag
4: and drop over into things that I want. But it is now
3: ninety thousand. I mean, listen. Email.
4: I have a Hotmail account that I never check. That when I have to sign up for something, you
2: put the, I, I, I put the Hotmail thing. account I do the same thing. Yeah,
4: I don't want my I don't yeah. want my work account getting every um, every with all that nonsense. All the,
3: all the junk comes through this account. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Do you have that on your phone? No. Okay, see, I do, and that's where most of mine... Like, if you look at my emails, I have a bunch of them, but text messages, I have zero unread. I have zero
3: text messages. Would, I, I always I get mean, to those
4: immediately.
2: That would drive me insane. That's I have, the thing. I,
4: I have a perfectly good explanation as to why I have... 80, 86 unread? 88 unread messages. Text messages, Text okay. messages. It's because I would say like 80 90 probably 90% of these text messages that i that are unread have either been read because it's one line only it'll be like a ha or a lol or or whatever and okay. doesn't and doesn't require a response Hi. how many how many of them are the result of group
3: a group text where cuz i'll see, when you guys oh. were doing this exchange okay yeah. i was seeing that i was seeing it you know cuz i was actually driving and it kept popping up on my thing as you guys were all communicating Right there, there was like 11
2: text messages. If you're on a group text. So I I woke up the other morning with 68 text messages. Now, I had had quieted them or silenced them because I knew it was going to go on for a large portion of the night. So I silenced it. So I woke up with 68. So just one click on it. I didn't go back and read 68 text messages. I had nothing to do with this group text because I was sleeping at the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I clicked on it so that the 68 went away so i understand what you're saying i'm yeah. also not going through that but i wouldn't be able to leave it where 86 would would accumulate Keep popping have up. i have to click on it just so it would go away don't you
9: love when that little red number disappears disappears yes. i love it when it's clear yep. i can't have that number on my phone if if they i will like delete the entire text chain if i have that many in my yeah, yeah, yeah. texts at all yeah, because yeah. that's where the anxiety comes from not that i haven't read it but that that number, that number shows up. Yeah. What would you do with 90,000 unread emails? <laughs> I Honestly, Steve, I would just bulk delete at this yeah, point. Yeah. Because the, but I wouldn't be able to keep that 90,000 number on my phone. It, it yeah. would
4: drive me crazy. You know what drives me crazy is the fact that I can't on my text messages, or at least I don't know how to, just have the unread ones up there. Like on email, you can. you can. Oh,
2: no, yes. How do you do that so on you your So you mean when you go messages? into your text messages, you yeah. just have all of the. Yes. So I'll have the newest text up top.
4: Yeah, the newest text, but anything that's unread, like, so... Can you sort it by unread? You can't sort it on your text messages. Oh, I see. You can sort your emails by unread emails... Right, but you can't sort your text messages. So how you got, which come saying. on, Apple so, and Samsung or whoever makes phones these days. So you you would have to scroll down and scroll down and find the ones
1: and yeah. And then I mean, the, you might hurt yourself if you try oh, Nick to Murphy. do that. Murphy, he's so, so
4: smart. He's going to teach me. Nick Murphy, all right. All right.
3: Nick Murphy, go Get ahead. over to the
1: microphone That's, here, please. Yeah, let yeah, yeah, yeah. let uh, reveal this information, right. please. Go
5: to your messages.
3: Yeah, click <laughs>
4: yeah. edit. Yeah, at the bottom left-hand thing that says read all. No, but like I I don't want to just. Bulk read all. Like I want to go to unread messages. You
2: want to actually read to go them? through
4: them one at a time, and and make sure that oh, you know what, I need to respond to this. So for s- which I'm six. pretty sure that I don't have to, but you know. So for six months, you were fine with ninety
3: of them. <laughs> right now, <laughs>
2: you want to go through and
4: <laughs> read them all. Yeah, <laughs> essentially is what I'm saying. Well,
2: then you have to scroll. All right, yeah. while
4: you two are chatting, <laughs> let me let me go to
1: Steve on the phone line. Hi, Steve. Good morning.
6: Eighty six unread text messages. <laughs> <laughs> It's insane, uh,
1: Steve. What'd wanna, what do you want to? What number do you want to throw at us?
6: My, my wife. So
7: I thought my wife for sure had this on on lockdown. I just texted her. I asked her what her her unread emails was because I know she has a lot and it drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. She's got sixty seven thousand three hundred and twenty, which I thought was a <laughs> lot. Until I heard Steve's
3: number. She's <laughs> a piker. Yeah.
7: She's a piker. She's
3: an amateur.
1: Listen, I've gotten. Several text messages of people that are into well into six figures. So,
3: let, oh, good. Then I'm not so yeah, bad. Yeah, they're so over, they're please, over. Please relay. Who? Let's see who calls in with the highest number. I want to hear that.
2: Get the highest number. <laughs>
3: yeah. What did you, you say on the phone, Steve?
2: So
7: there. So uh, I, I, I saw it out there a while ago. There was like there was like a meme or a GIF or, or whatever, and it says like there's uh, and Nick, you'll appreciate this. There's there's two types of people out there in this world, and one has zero unread text messages the other one has like a hundred thousand hundred thousand
3: three hundred and sixty or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there's no in between
2: nice. yeah so uh, so to that yes I have to have that you know down to zero but a friend of mine I remember seeing her phone and same thing she had like like 50,000 unread um emails and then the text messages were 425 and I was like I don't get it, but it was the same mentality as Casey. She was like, I see the line. It says, ha, or LOL. There was, you know, really no reason to text me back on that one, so I don't need to open it up and read it, but it was, it, she had 425 on yes, there. you like, do need
9: to open it up just so you can get rid of that get number on the, the, the phone. Number, yeah. yeah. The other problem, of course, is that there are a, a million different ways of communicating with people. So um, how often do any of you guys respond to direct messages on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, oh, I don't. Uh, I mean, Sometimes. direct messages. I do. Uh, yeah, very often. I just
2: mm-hmm. realized that you could see That there were direct messages on Instagram. Oh, oh really? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
4: that little arrow thingy at the top. But them? I,
2: but like I could see, like if I follow, obviously, all of you guys. If you messaged oh. me, I could see it. I didn't realize there was a whole other folder of like people that you get, don't follow. They get, can message. Yeah, you. yeah,
9: you'll
1: get friend requests. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or message you requests. To? In order to direct message, you need to be following each other,
9: right? No, that's what Kathy was just saying. You don't need to. So, like, oh, you'll get. Re- I don't get them. You'll get. Yes, you do. All right. I, I, you have them <laughs> I didn't in there. Know. And they're
4: I, in there, but you're They, they. It doesn't light up it doesn't necessarily indicate um, doesn't that up. you have um, you'll get... you have 300,000 unread messages you really have to dig to it it just says
2: it. 99 plus. all right
4: click on that arrow in the right hand corner there Preston. upper right hand corner click yes. on that one uh, yeah i've clicked on as yeah. well lead us through this all right and then it says 42 Instagram requests
9: Marines. yeah yeah click on that Oh, and oh, those are all messages that you've received that you just haven't responded to. Most likely because you don't follow oh. that person back. Oh, yeah. oh, I got one
3: 10 hours ago. Yeah,
9: <laughs> here's here what I don't like to do. I do right, not l- like l- to please.
3: Con- may I jump in here just quickly? Yeah, I would like to apologize to all the people who sent me messages. Right? Yeah, I, I had no idea. <laughs> So if you've sent me an Instagram request, I am now going to go through them and get back to Well, them.
9: and now you saying that on the radio means you're going to get a whole lot more. And and you there are again, this is just yet another way to communicate with right. people and it's it's impossible or nearly impossible to stay on top of all of I not that point Nick.
3: I have far too much free personal time. I'd like to eliminate that. Uh, so
1: what I do is to, as far as the emails go towards the, when we're getting towards the end of the year and camp out for hunger and stuff like that. And then we get crazy, crazy busy around here. Yes. Is I will, uh, I'll, I'll flush. Uh, I'll go through and I will just, race. I, I, I'd i say a little, uh, mental, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then I just go through and I mass delete because otherwise it gets to be a ridiculous problem. And I know that in there somewhere amongst the thousands are somebody who's asking for something or blah, 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 blah. It's just, it would be, it would be too much time to try and go through and get to everything for and me personally. People, and I, and I, you know, I, I feel a little bad about it, but then hopefully somebody will re, try to recontact me. Again, if it's you know? very
3: important, they will and try different, different ways. And and people are, are in general, very understanding about that because we do get bombarded and we do try to get back to you. And, and, uh, uh you know it, but to the point of social media and then texts and emails you can just
4: get so yeah behind the eight ball oh, yeah. you're go- never going to get out of it i'm not going to conduct business over social media mm-hmm. i you know like yeah, yeah, I so, like i have a perfectly good email address that i won't answer um, <laughs> but like, you, I mean, if you are going to, if you're requesting something, don't, don't, please you don't know. do it over social media. Yeah, yeah.
9: Like, yeah, I agree. Do it
4: through uh, through my email address. All right. So
9: yeah. uh, now I want to ask you guys: rank in order the ones uh, you'll respond to first. For me, it, okay, texts come first, then email, then social media. Uh, Which social media, though? Probably Instagram. first first but it varies i guess it depends on which one i'm into which one's annoyed me more lately let
3: let me jump in here with a rub that i find uh bizarre for me the people i really most want to respond to i end up responding to last because i want to take the time time. and subsequently i I keep pushing them to yes
1: and sometimes forget i've let the most important ones go because i'm like wow i don't have time to do this now i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna get that later and then it gets in the pile. And then you forget about it, and then it's gone, and that person thinks you're a real dick. Yeah,
2: I'm like, oh, my God, when's their event? I was supposed to send something. Right, right. I
1: know. know. But – and and here's another thing that I will do, and I think a lot of people probably have. This is you you get a text message. You're in the middle of work or you're driving or something where you can't get to it. You see it. You click on it. Glance at it. Oh, I got to get back to them later on. I'll make sure that I do that. And then it gets – Pushed down, down in
3: the yeah. in the order, and you lose it. Since, Since then, you've it. received twenty other tests yeah. that have bumped it down. Well, see, so and
2: that's and- another reason why Ooh. I um, I use that that number. So if I see a text message come in, and I know that I need to respond to it, I will leave that number up on my, you know, on my text right. message. Yeah, yeah. So it'll say, you know, three text messages or whatever. And I know that I have to go back and reply to whatever those people wanted or whatever they need. But if right. the number is gone, hmm. then I'm good.
4: And so that's why, like, you know, the, these Apple or whoever, they they need to. Who are these Apple? They, they, well, they, are these need, Apple they need to make you able to prioritize like you, you, like an email, you can read an email and then mark it as unread so it huh. it remains there. And you need to be able to do that with texts as well because once you read a text, it's read. Or you need to be able to prioritize it and put it into like a different folder of like needs you, to be responded to. You can to. save the
3: text and send it to yourself in an email.
4: Mm, I guess you're right. But like yeah. why are you making me do all the work? I, I know. know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know.
1: Uh so here's a few text messages coming in. We'll go to some calls. Uh this one says my girlfriend hasn't read emails in her one account in over fifteen years. <laughs> Holy she has two hundred and twenty six thousand wow. <laughs> unread messages. Uh I don't know about this one, Nick. This says I currently have one million one hundred and sixteen thousand six hundred and thirty six unread emails between two inboxes. How is that possible? Uh I don't well, a lot of it is you know, sometimes there there are things that you will purchase, and oh. you
3: you have to get an account in order to do that, and they'll send notifications well, yeah. every other day. And that, Preston, is what the predominant amount. Uh, like for example, I have so many messages from LinkedIn. Yeah, and I don't. I, I will I will go on LinkedIn because people ask to be a part of you know, have to have me in their network. And then that's, I'm only too happy to do it. But I never use LinkedIn. After I, and they bombard you with email After
1: I buy a t-shirt or yes. something from some company yep. I've never bought from before, you you have to enter an email address and so on and so forth. <laughs> and I'll immediately get a notification. If, fortunately, I will try to jump in there quickly and then uh, unsubscribe. Yeah. Well, and oftentimes,
2: look at the, when you check out, before you check out, there's a little box that says, would you like to receive uh, emails Ooh, from us? Yes. You can check it. Uh, you know, so it, the, the check goes away, and you won't get emails from That's them. A good Here's call.
3: a perfect example. Here's a junk mail. It says, "Steve, this is your cousin Debbie. I'm going to commit. Wait oh, no, no. <laughs> <Scott. laughs> <Debbie.
6: laughs> oh, a Debbie,
3: delete oh, it. Junk
6: mail. That was from August, Steve. <laughs> well,
3: I would have interceded on her behalf. <laughs> and it Casey, here. Be <laughs> Casey,
9: you mentioned your your hotmail account. Um, was that your first email? Yes. Yeah, my... Ben. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> he used to be your producer, Harvey. Oh, uh, oh.
10: God. Oh,
4: uh, 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 Maxwell. Maxwell. Matt Maxwell, yeah. he yeah. gave me
9: my first email address. Wow. I have, my, yeah. my I still have mine, which is an AOL address. And the, the reason I have it is because of contacts that I made when I first got an email. And it's silly to have an AOL address, uh, but it's free and I have it. And I use it every day for bills and, and things like that. Let me get a couple of calls here. I'm going to Ashley.
1: Hi, Ashley. Good morning.
6: Hello. Hi,
1: Ashley. What's up?
2: Um, well, I definitely can't beat the one million and two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. but I have one hundred forty three thousand twelve emails on my Yahoo. All
3: right, thank you. You make me feel better, Ashley.
2: <laughs>
3: so, I, what, so what are you doing about it?
6: Um, nothing. I started a Gmail. I couldn't. <laughs> hear it. We
2: started a new account. <laughs> yep. Fresh. You know what? That I So I did the same thing. I started a, wow. a Gmail account because of that, but I did go back, and you can – I actually looked it up. You can mass delete. You don't have to go through and and click every right. single email. You can mass delete it, and I did that, it, I don't know, two years ago or something like that, and now it's just what? back up. Mm.
4: Well, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say when um – when somebody doesn't respond to your email or you don't respond to somebody's email or whatever, it, it is okay to follow up and say, hey, did you get my email? It, it yeah.
3: completely is. And In fact, no. it'd be wise. I, I tell this to to my, my wife all the time. It, people just – it doesn't matter what you do. Now, we say obviously we have a, a high-profile thing and we get a lot – we do get a lot of email. But I know just about everyone seems to be getting bombarded with stuff. So it's very easy for stuff to fall through the cracks, and I would never be offended. In fact, I always encourage people, don't – if you need if you think i haven't gotten something yeah. make an
4: inquiry I'll, I'll, i'd prefer to know that i'm I'm, I'm unaware of something I need to be aware of. I think we all just need to sort of like take it easy with, hey, guess what? Not everybody can remember everybody's name. Not everybody can like respond to, you know, so like, like don't
3: be cousin Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: but <laughs> don't be Teddy. so offended when somebody doesn't respond to a text, and email or, or whatever. I mean, I didn't know she was ups- upset. I do it all the time. And, I, and I'm like, uh, I, I always feel so apologetic when I um, have to like send another email to somebody. Yes. Like I'm bothering them. You know, but meanwhile, if I get like three emails about one subject, I don't, you know, by the third email, go, God damn it. You know what? Persistence. That's why
3: I give credit to this Nigerian prince who keeps (laughs) contacting me.
4: I'm going to go to Dave next.
1: Hi, Dave, you're on the air. Good morning.
12: Good morning, gang.
1: Hey, what's up, buddy?
12: Um, Very similar to Nick. I cannot have that red alert on my phone. It drives me insane.
9: Yeah, I don't know what the anxiety, where it comes from, but it's definitely there. And And I feel it. I feel the The urge to respond as quickly as possible.
12: My wife, on the other hand, does what Kathy does. She sees the line, but she'll never open it. If she gets a phone call from a number she doesn't know, she just lets it lay there. And the screen of her phone is covered with red alerts. And it drives me up the wall. So one day, when she was taking a nice hot bath, I thought I'll be the dutiful husband. And I cleaned her phone up. And when she found out she tore me about nine new buttholes. Yeah. No kidding. That was one of the worst fights we ever had.
2: Oh my gosh! What, because yeah. she uses that to get back to people?
12: No, because she thought I was snooping through her phone. Oh, oh, oh well, I can story. understand that too. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's not the job of a cuckold to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> um, Thanks, Dave. I had the, listen. There's a somebody who you know follows me on Twitter. That I probably run into at, like, events once every two or three months. Right. And every single time I see him, he's like, you never responded to my uh, my tweet. I go, yes, I did. And then he goes, oh, well, uh, I'm not good at
10: Twitter. <laughs>
4: like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
3: You, you got to have all your ducks in a row before you start throwing that in someone's face. Yeah,
4: oh, you never responded to my t- And it's happened at least three times. You never responded to my tweet. No, I did. I totally did. Here. Oh, man, I'm not that good at Twitter. <laughs> Hey, here's a,
1: uh, this is interesting, there's a, somebody texting, so there's a service called Unroll Me that helps you unscribe, unsubscribe from hundreds of companies.
3: Is that related to Philly Jacks?
1: Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, Pleasure Yourself uh, group that yeah. gets together? No. Oh, okay. Uh, but if you have a whole lot, because sometimes unsubscribing is a three or four step process, it can be, sometimes it's just a one click thing, but other times you got to... Um, uh, you got to find the email, you got to click on the unsubscribe part, then it takes you to a website and then you have to click on a couple of different things to make it go through. And sometimes I'm like, did that work or not?
3: I'm you know Also what I mean? pressed, and you, and you bring up a, there's a tangential point to that, which is that when you're signing up for something or when you're getting a, a an app or something, would you, would you mind if we sent you emails? Say so, yeah, I would. I always, yeah. I always oh, agree yeah. to it. I'm just ah, what the hell? I'm always in yeah. I'm fine. Yes, send your emails. And then over the course of ten years, I've oh, said yeah. yes so many times. I'm getting constantly bombarded with stuff. Yep. So I would say again, the the bulk of the emails in my ninety thousand are things from apps and junk. Yeah, yeah. junk.
4: Yeah. And what I don't like is that box comes pre-checked. So. I would rather check to say, yeah, I want the emails, and now you have to check to go, no, I don't want them. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, so I the, don't
3: encounter that as often, but I'll, I, I you know, Kathy,
4: I, I'm sure you see it where the, that
9: opt in versus the opt out.
4: Yeah. yeah, so you're already opted in to receive emails or notifications that uh, whatever, and you have to, you have to click that box right, to, to, to get take it.
2: the right. check off of it. Yep, I always look for it yeah. for that reason.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, there are there are loads <laughs> of
1: people texting in that have. Well over a hundred thousand uh, unread messages. Oh, feel so bad. Or emails as well. So, um,
4: so what are you going to do, Casey? You going to try and get to those or no? Uh, listen, <laughs> eventually they're nah. going. They're going to clean themselves out. Like for instance, Joe Fucci. All it says is okay.
2: So. When you're, he texts you again with something that okay you're will click on it,
4: and that's by the way, Steve, you're you're good for the screening on uh, tomorrow. Is, is that the screen that tomorrow, or does yeah. it say okay, you're good for the screening of Beethoven? <laughs> no, but I knew I knew what it was in okay. reference right. to. Uh, you know, like when when my buddy Jeff texts me again, the um, I like to order the beef curtains. Yeah, that's going to disappear, <laughs> and the next one, is, you know, like that. That was his last message to me. Like, uh,
1: what do you mean that's going
4: to disappear? Like. <sighs> Meredith uh who who we do Helium yeah, with, right? Good. Comedy Club. Yeah. So she wrote it was Dan Soder. I knew what that was in reference to. We were talking about um Okay. uh Alec Baldwin last week. So I don't need to respond to that and that message will erase or just you know get When moved. she texts him when again texts and he again,
2: opens up that text message, yeah. now that's cleared out is what he's saying. So, what, what, so, what, so the text maybe from Meredith
1: won't open
4: it though.
3: To these points that you're making here by the <laughs> way, when you get a text from someone and you don't know who it's from, Hit the information thing on the top and either put them in your contacts yeah. or, or so that it, yeah. it'll identify. Right. And I, a lot of times I'll save a text because I want to add someone to my contacts or get that number. And and when you don't do that, a lot of times I've kept a lot of texts simply to have that contact information. But once you once it's in there, you can get rid of it. And that's the process I was lax on, identifying the person. Because
4: people aren't very good with, hey, that cat was orange. Who is it? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. What? I had All somebody. A month ago. I had somebody wish me a happy Easter yesterday, and I'm like, I don't. It, it was, was Jesus. I, no, but I texted back.
2: You ha- didn't reply to Jesus.
4: <laughs> I did reply to Jesus. No, uh, but I re- I replied. I said, Oh, happy Easter. By the way, who is this? You right, know, that
3: right. way I can, you it's know. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Uh, Jesus. You should know this. And when you, and, and Jesus I, Christ.
9: But then. And
1: I feel bad when I send those, you know, who is this, yeah. uh, you know, text for some reason, because it sounds like it's kind of cold, you know. Uh, but then they get back and it's like, hey, it's so-and-so. It's, you know, oh, my God, that's I know that person. Or so, the other one is like,
3: how did you get my number? Do you then subsequently go the extra mile to say, by the way, this is Preston? Uh, in your email, no, because I oh, know they who know, I am. They know who. They but know what I'm they are. saying, if you're sending someone, if you're sending someone, oh, like, oh yeah, uh, I do Yeah, yeah, right. And, and I try to do that as well. By the way, this is Steve. Yeah.
2: Wait. So when we were on vacation, we played back. Uh, a show about leaving the house in pajama pants or, mm-hmm. or you know, comfy yeah. clothes. And I got a text from a number I didn't know. And it said, I see you leave your house in pajamas all the time.
1: Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my hey, God.
2: Cre- <laughs> eww, that's so creepy. Oh, my God. And I knew what it was in reference to. I knew we played that back. So I didn't respond. And hey, you look great. it's
10: <laughs> <And> scary. Then,
2: <laughs> no, but then sure enough, I got a text from the same number. Like, I don't know, a few days later, it was my neighbor. <laughs>
10: okay.
2: And so right. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so and by watching. the way, I don't leave in pajamas. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't count your hocking curve. Well, and I apologize to him. I'm like, I, for some reason, I didn't have your number saved in my phone. I didn't know it was you. That's why I didn't respond. I thought sure. it was some creeper telling me to watch me. Kathy, I see you like <laughs> house yeah. all the time in your pajamas. <laughs> I you know what? to watch
1: you. You know what? There should be a national clean out your inbox day. Well, it's Earth Day. Let's combine them. Uh, today is Earth yeah, Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Get rid of yeah. all that garbage in our phones. <laughs> no, there, there should be, you know, because there's, there's all kinds of recognition days and so on. There should be a clean out your inbox day uh, so that people will just go and just Bite the bullet and go for it and get that the done. The
2: businesses would have to get in on it because it's going to take away from uh, workload. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah.
3: Tomorrow is try a new porn aggregator day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. There's lots of them out there. <laughs> I need some help. Right. I actually can recommend one. Anyway, Uh thought it was worth <laughs>
1: sharing. Oh, but there's a lot of people in the same boat that are just that number just kind of haunts them. It's sitting there. It makes you feel
3: ineffective.
1: Some people, the anxiety is so intense that you have to take care of it. Others, it's kind of a background thing. It's like, oh, it's just sitting there. I'll get to it someday. Blah, blah, blah. You may as well just go ahead and do it. Yes. Just go ahead and do it and get it out of the way. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And I've got some great, bizarre file stories of weekends always supply some great stuff. Uh, and we also have your opportunity to win $1,000. Your first shot at it today with GoFundYourself, so get ready for that. We'll be back in just a moment.
8: Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR.
3: Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Steven Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back diamond necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHStevenSinger.com.
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Before we do the GoFundYourself information, which case I'll uh, do uh, in mere moments, um, I wanted to give a plug to the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event, which is coming up on May 4th. My God, today is April 22nd.
4: We're
3: almost to May. We're very, very close. I think my feet are, well, listen. They're in shape. We're ready to go. Mm
1: -hmm. We're ready to
9: go. Steve will be there. Nick, you doing it again this year? Yeah, Ben's going to come with me as well. Awesome. Yeah, fun morning.
1: Welcome Island Hershoes will be in Collegeville on May 4th, and uh, we'd like you to join Team WMMR. It's a good time. We just hope for some great weather, and uh, there's all kinds of food and activities that are there as well. But this is uh, for the Laurel House, and, of course, it's a uh, women's shelter. And not only that, they help out anybody who's dealing with domestic abuse and uh, all kinds of, you know, uh, helping you get uh, legal representation and getting you out of a bad situation and on to uh, a better life, Uh, people who are dealing with abuse in their lives. Um, They're great people, and the event is a lot of fun. We literally put on women's high-heel shoes and walk for one mile, literally. And we will be at the Pfizer Collegeville campus, and uh, it starts at eight a.m. The, the walk gets started, I think, around ten something like that. But it's eight to noon, and anytime you can come by and be a part of that, it'd be great. But sign up if you'd like to walk beyond our team; they can help you out with the shoe selection and all that. So it's it's very interactive, and the easiest way to sign up just go to PrestonSteve.com. Uh, click on uh commun- on the events uh, section, you'll see community, click on that, and it'll take you right to the sign up sheet and we'd love to have you on our team. So once again that is on May fourth, and uh, come and do it. Walk a mile in her shoes. All right, let's get to this. Mighty
10: three
0: three W M M R Philadelphia.
2: Fun you too. Fun
1: you too. Here we go with some money, folks. This hour's keyword for the MMR Fund U2 Nationwide Contest is cash. Exactly what you win C A S H, cash. And you have until 8 15 to enter it via the text to our special contest short code number that's 45911. You can also enter using the WMMR mobile app or through the contest page at WMMR.com to be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. Now, we're going to call you if you're randomly selected and you win $1,000. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. The word, again, is cash, C-A-S-H. All right, good luck from A&T Subaru
0: and WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre final. This
1: morning, it's sponsored by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. All right, we'll start with this one. A Lancaster County Amish bakery was shut down after it was discovered that they were using breast milk in their whoopie pies. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Breast milk. Yeah. Y- Yoder Bait Goods was shut down after an anonymous tip. This is breast milk, I think. And uh, (laughs) testing found that they were using breast milk in their whoopie pies. (laughs) Uh, So food inspector Jeff Ardenant said, we received a tip that the bakery was using questionable ingredients in their baking goods. Our initial inspection found the place clean and compliant with food safety. However, (sighs) breast milk, three whoopie pies tested positive with human DNA. Man. We checked their cold storage and found the milk to be human breast milk. A whoopie pie is a baked product that may be considered either a cookie, pie, sandwich, or cake.
10: Got made of milk?
1: Two round mound-shaped pieces of chocolate cake or sometimes pumpkin or gingerbread cake with a sweet, creamy filling or frosty sandwich between them.
3: Ah, man, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little scary. Uh, stay away from the chocolate pudding.
1: Buttermilk is used <laughs> in the recipe, according to Arndt, the whoopie pie's likely pose no danger to the consumers who ate them, but it is against the law to use human fluids in food.
4: Yeah, I don't know what uh, pasteurized means. I don't know what, you know, but, like, you're supposed to drink pasteurized milk. It's a health health. step. Okay, but uh, why don't you have to pasteurize breast milk? Like, what's the Well, You shouldn't
3: be having breast milk, period. Who
2: cares if it's That's why they always say
4: you want
3: half and half. Do you want uh, whole milk or would you like human breast milk?
4: (laughs) Well, but for children, you know, babies. Right. (laughs) That's, all right, we can discuss this a later time. Why don't babies
3: demand that their mother's milk is pasteurized? Okay. An Arizona
1: couple is charged with luring a day laborer to their Phoenix home and forcing the man to have sex at gunpoint with the female suspect, an assault that the male suspect described as a sexual fantasy scenario.
3: Uh, For them, not for him.
1: Uh, The victim was picked up last Monday outside a Home Depot by Brenda Acuna Aguero who said that uh, she needed help moving items at her home. Oh, man. Uh, The victim told cops that when he reached the residence, uh, Aguero began to talk sexual to him and said it was her fantasy to have sex with a laborer and that she wanted to have sex with him. By the way, I have a vagina. Uh, by the way, I saw the pictures. You're not too far I'm sure. Off. I was uh, figuring as much. When the man declined to have sex, uh, Aguero's husband, Jorge Venezuela. Entered the room carrying a rifle. Valenzuela, a cop's charge, placed the firearm against the victim's chest, told him that he was going to have sex with his wife or he would shoot him. Oh, my God. The victim engaged in a series of sexual activities with Aguero and while Valenzuela was taking pictures of them and recording them with his cell phone. Additionally, the victim said Valenzuela directed him to move into different sexual positions.
3: This poor guy.
1: Before allowing the man to leave the residence, the couple took his Mexican visa and driver's license, which they say... Uh, they said they would return the next day. If he did not show up the following morning, the couple warned that they would send explicit photos to his wife in Mexico. They told him that they would get Viagra for him the next day. Valenzuela then drove the victim back to the Home Depot in Phoenix where he had been picked up later that afternoon. He contacted the victim and told him to return to the house immediately, warning that if he did not come back to have sex again, that he would send the sex pictures to his wife. When the man did not respond to Valenzuela's WhatsApp message the photos were forwarded to the day laborer's spouse. They followed through on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, After being contacted by the victim, cops subsequently executed a search warrant at the couple's home during a police interview. Aguero reportedly confessed, admitting that she knew her husband was going to confront the victim with a rifle and that he was going to record the sexual encounter without the victim's consent. Valenzuela admitted to participating in a sexual fantasy scenario with his wife. He also reportedly confessed to wielding the rifle and threatening to send the explicit photos of the victim's spouse. Now, Valenzuela admitted that he and his wife Had done this approximately four times prior with other random men.
3: Um, Always the same scenario, day laborers?
1: And photos and videos found on the couple's phone indicate that they had participated in a similar incident in March, but that victim is unknown. On the
3: phone, Preston, were they marked as red or unread? They didn't say, but they are each
1: locked up in lieu of $250,000. Well, good.
3: But they did this multiple times
1: and got away with it. Till now. Well, it's a brave man who makes childbirth all about him. So it's perhaps no surprise that one dad is being uh, dragged, raked across the coals for ranting about feeling left out while his wife was in labor. Airing his grievances on dad's net, he wrote, and this is in England, currently having a newborn in the hospital waiting for his arrival. Just hit me that dads on labor wards seem to be invisible. Sat yesterday for 12 hours, never offered a drink or anything. <laughs> I felt invisible. It was a disgrace and made me feel quite mad. Mm. All poor, the poor tax guy, all the, the tax society. and national insurance I pay, and not even a courtesy of a tea bag now and then. <laughs> oh, we'll <laughs> give you a tea bag, <laughs> or even just like I had a right to be there, supporting my missus and waiting for our miracle. Have any of you experienced same treatment? Why is she getting all the attention? Yeah, uh, as one particular angry fellow man wrote, two things: tool belt. <laughs> one, this experience should never be about you, but since your frail ego can't seem to handle that, congratulations on putting your P.P. in a vagina until. class. <laughs> Oops. Uh, might I offer you a beverage, perhaps a tea? So, uh, not a good idea to go on and no. rant about that. But people
3: my, aren't, aren't self-aware.
2: My friend's husband, uh, she was, you know, going through labor. They were almost, you know, the baby was almost here. And he was like, I am really starving. I'm just going to go grab something to no. eat. No. She was like, sit the hell down. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have zero room. For he was any like I complaints. can't he's
2: like I can't wait anymore. I'm starving. Mm-hmm. As she was like pushing this baby out. Mm-hmm.
1: A <laughs> uh, 49-year-old man was arrested after he allegedly pulled an iguana from under his shirt, swung it around his head by its tail and threw it at an employee in a restaurant. Hi! The iguana, named Cooper, is currently in the custody of the Humane Society. And will kill, Cooper, kill! Evaluated by a veterinarian. The incident happened at Perkins Restaurant. Of course. Authorities said that they were called to the establishment for an unruly customer who threw an animal at the store manager. Was it bringing your iguana to Perkins Day? Uh, the man was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, resisting uh, arrest, and animal cruelty. All right, one more story, and we will wrap it up. Let's end with this one. How about this little gem? Sources say a man charged with possessing stolen skeletal remains from a cemetery last week was arrested after he allegedly attempted to boil the bones and drink the water. Mm. Lucas Daw, 20 years old, made his second appearance in court where his case was postponed for a week in order to allow him time to find a lawyer. No, you just have to understand. That's the way I drink my tea. Listen to this guy. Daw, who was escorted into court by sheriffs with his head underneath his coat and asked officers to guide him into the courtroom because he couldn't see where he was going. I can't quite see where I'm going. Agreed to stay in custody until then. Now, the details of the allegations against him have not been presented in court, but documents indicate that he is charged with possession a skeleton stolen from All Saints Parish, as well as interfering with human remains on the same day, he's also facing a charge of breaching a court order. Now, the remains came from a person who died a significant time ago, possibly more than a hundred years ago. Wow! Sources also say the man was arrested after witnesses allegedly saw Daw licking the bones.
10: Oh, oh
3: licking the bones!
1: Police say that and then they,
3: I put a little mother's milk in it. Uh, police say that they
1: were not concerned about any potential danger to the Quite public. Quite delicious. It was part of a whoopie pie. <laughs> whoopie pie. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. How disturbing is that? Oh. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. All right, we shall take a quick break. Case, can I
10: give away some yeah,
1: beer? Yeah, man. Let's do that. Call number 18. I got a case of yards pink for you. Uh, Yards Brewing Company has been crafting quality ales right here in Philly since 1994. Like Pink, a sparkling tart berry ale now available year-round in bottles and cans. Find Yards Pink at Whistler's Inn in Cinnamons and Color 18215263. WMMR, back in a moment.
2: Hey, Marissa. Hey, what? Zeta. Ada. Zeta. Ada. Zeta. Ada. Pie. pie. Hey, podcasters, you've heard all of the details now about our next sorority party, Sisters and Suz. It's Thursday, April 25th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the New Beer Garden at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. If you want to attend, all you have to do is email podcast at WMMR.com for your chance to win.
1: By the way, follow up from the Bizarre File. I let one get past me.
2: Fake news?
1: Fake news. The, bre- oh, the breast milk story is not real. Apparently, oh, it's from a website uh, called POL, which is People of Lancaster, and it's kind of a uh, an onion satire uh, site. Okay, well, good. Didn't know that. I do my best to uh, to dig through, and I usually go directly and find the stories at the sources, uh, but somebody sent me that, and I'm like, oh, this is a good one. I got it, and,
3: and I got it this morning. I'm like, I got to run with this. So right, listen, it you... happens. At any given time, no, but- there are 25 people going through stories. You you hire a – you've long ago hired this huge staff <laughs> of story vetters. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, it's – again, but it fits right in that – it's yeah. right just, it's just there enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. So I. And uh, by the way, we've heard far worse. Oh, yeah.
1: So I do try to make you aware if I did have one get past me and that one, unfortunately did. did. Uh, so there you go. Just a little programming note. Uh, I did see this on BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed has become – one of my favorite websites because it's a great time killer. Uh, they have all kinds of quizzes. They have all kinds of uh, little lifestyle things. It's like Mashable. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. So I stumbled across this. A, um, a viral Reddit thread had asked wedding photographers and videographers if they had a sixth sense about which marriages will last oh, and wow. which ones won't. Yeah. So I only – there's loads of them on there. I grabbed like the, the first 15 that were on. Um, but things,
3: things that they have noticed yes. that are little indicators, indicators yep. and over the course of time have realized they've developed this <laughs> ability to discern, divine, who's going to make it and who won't.
4: Yep. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that one scene in Jerry Maguire um, where, because they got like married really, really quick. Yeah. And then she's looking at the wedding video and she just sees his face. She goes, oh, man, like he doesn't want to be married right now. And, yeah. and, and it, I mean, they ended up. You know, spoiler alert, back together. But- yeah,
3: <laughs> if you haven't seen Jerry Maguire at this point,
10: hang it up.
1: No, but there, and and I think also there might be other professions that kind of have a little precognitive or uh, little indicators that will that will say you know, and it doesn't have necessarily to do with somebody getting married or. You know, this person doesn't know what they're doing or this is going to happen. And so you can tell for some reason or another.
3: I think also in, in time, like my my wife and I, you know, if you, you'll you see other couples or whatever. And sometimes there's just body language where there's things that are like, yep. you know, we'll, we'll get in the car after something. Like, wow, yep. and, uh, something seems oh, to I, be up, you I, know.
2: I left a wedding and just by the bride, like in the pictures and just everything. We were like, there is no way this is lasting. <laughs> right, and, it, yeah. and it didn't.
1: Really? Uh, so there you go. So here is a, uh, here's a, a few of them that I saw. So here's one, and, and each one is from a different uh, photographer or all videographer. Right. This one says, the cake cutting, biggest sign of whether a couple oh, is going to really? last. Yeah. Some people like to jokingly smear the cake everywhere, and some people don't. But usually, the couple is in sync about this. <laughs> Whenever I see one of them force cake all over the other's face, the marriage has ended in divorce.
2: Wow. Okay, that's so, interesting. So if they
1: haven't agreed upon what they're going to do, right? Ooh. Uh, then that can this person says that's an indicator.
3: Uh, we did not. My wife and I did did the little bit. We we fed each other a bit of cake, and that yeah. was it. I don't think we we're. F- yeah, but you guys were in sync with each other. We knew
1: what we were doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's saying. He's not saying the. You know, whether
2: but, or not. Yeah, you but do if, it, if right. one of
1: them does it, and the other one's pissed Just, off. Yeah, yeah. Pile drives them. That, that you did that. Then I hear you. That's an indicator.
4: Do you remember what you did with your cake? Yeah, we we played.
2: We'd,
1: yeah, yeah. We had some. Fun and you were in.
4: Did you talk about it ahead of time? Do you recall?
1: I, th- I think we kind of somewhat agree. Yeah, we We're yeah. kind of gigglingly. She didn't say don't do it or yeah. anything along those lines.
3: A little lines, bit so. of a, maybe the icing on the nose and so on and so forth. When the guy takes a wedge of cake and slams it in the face. Some right. people do it violently. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's really bizarre. Uh, here's another one. It says, a big red flag is when one person is clearly trying to change the other. I had one groom who loved poker, craft beer, cigars, hanging out with his friends and video games. So I planned a cool shot where the bride enters an old saloon And he and his friends are in there, but the bride stepped in and declared, oh, he won't be doing any of this anymore.
10: Oh, that's what you think, bride.
1: She said the poor guy just sat in silence as the bride pitched pitched a shoot in which they shop for a Yorkie puppy instead. (laughs) They got an annulment before I even finished editing the wedding photos.
11: Oh, uh, my gosh.
1: According to this (laughs) photographer. Wow. Here's another one. It says, friend of mine is an engagement and wedding photographer, and she says that she can tell how in love a couple is uh, by whether they pay attention to each other during their shoot or her. Uh, it's the contrast of sharing the experience together versus fretting over the optics. So I'm not sure exactly.
3: <laughs> I, th- I think if there's there's a little bit of synchronicity between the people and, and like, the you know, the I think when a guy comes across as being dragged through all of this and doesn't, you know, if, if it's important to the wife, uh, you know, and, and it's it's something that they can get behind, I think that's what they're talking about there. I mm-hmm. bet you, Preston, I, I, you know, I bet you probably has a good sixth sense about this as well. Steven Singer. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, when, when they're there getting the rings. Because I'm, I'm sure there's a whole thing you want to I remember, you know, and uh, when I was shopping for my engagement ring and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just I think I could tell if someone's going to make it. Uh, here's another one. I
1: like this one. It says, I used to help a buddy shoot wedding videos, and I found that the bigger the country hit they dance to, the shorter the marriage. <laughs> oh, my
5: God. <laughs> he the...
1: says that couples that use obscure songs seem to last longer. <laughs> okay, I don't. For their first dance.
4: Oh, for the first dance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, so the more obscure... Okay. So if you're using mine was pretty, Mine was pretty obscure. It wasn't like a radio hit or anything like what that. What was it? It was a Coldplay, a song called Green Eyes. They, All right. Yeah, um... yeah,
1: exactly. As opposed to a big, giant, surefire hit. Mm-hmm. Rochelle that's and I amazing. used a song from Rent. So that I think that would be. That's a, bit a little obscure. bit more obscure. We, yeah. we, used... we did it just for us. We were, yeah. we were like, nobody's going to know this song. I don't care. It means a lot to us. So we're going to do it.
2: So maybe that's why, because yeah. you look deeper into yeah. it. As opposed to like, that's mm. a nice song. We used
3: From Music Man. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, trombones. <laughs> th- 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 ours was uh, "I'll Stand by You." Uh, the Pretenders. Okay. Uh, Friends in
9: Low Places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm divorced. <laughs> oh, seriously? No, oh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, you got a divorce. There <laughs> no, was a big country. There you go.
1: All right, here's another one. The devil went down to George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My red flag is when the vows are very fluffy or almost selfish, like how you'd imagine an 11-year-old talking about their Prince Charming.
3: I'm gonna want
9: a lot of walls. <laughs> My it's, love. It sounds like a, a lot of these things on this list are when the when the bride, especially, um, so far on the list, anyway, is making it more about the wedding day than about the marriage. Okay, and I, that's always
3: been an issue of mine. And I try to, as you know, as pops or whatever, as the old man, I try to give that advice, saying the more important thing is the marriage. Don't place so much weight on the wedding day. You yeah. know, think long, think. Think long game in this. Yep. Uh, this other comment
1: says, uh, I once shot a wedding where the best man raised a flask while the bride was walking down the aisle Stop. and said, here's to the bride. Here's to the groom. May you never disagree. But if you do, F you. <laughs> uh, and then all the groomsmen drank from flasks and the groom joined in. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Sounds
3: good.
1: There's something I wrote it. my own vows. Yeah. By the way, our better friend uh, Brian Miller has seen his, I bet he's got, because uh, he does the official photographer for the press in the future, I'll bet you he's got some indicators.
3: I wonder also on that level, when you're a bridal photographer, or a wedding photographer I uh, should say, how pedantic and demanding the, the oh, people, yeah. I, I mean because, you know, I, I saw one of the worst bridal one of the most wedding horrible wedding albums ever in my life, and and this guy was a horrible photographer. But it, it was things like she was there, looking at the TV with her hands under her her her, her chin, looking and. The, his picture was superimposed on the TV, like, smiling up at
9: her. Oh, just, my God. It was
1: horrible.
9: Okay. And uh, somebody texted in earlier that uh, pastors and ministers probably know as well. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah.
2: They just do it. Every I time. don't
9: believe this is going to work. Right. But <laughs> anyway, um, you know, obviously, if, if we could get
3: the money up front, that would be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, these others I haven't read through yet. Let's see what we get here. This is, uh, you know, a couple won't last when they photoshop themselves after i've edited their photos to appear better looking than they actually are
10: <laughs> what Pe-
1: people who are truly happy for you don't care how perfect you look in your photos besides genuine love and happiness makes the most beautiful photos not a slim waist and perfect skin
3: i there and there's just body language you can tell i there there was a couple that <laughs> look at these this picture pressed oh my god <laughs> they've
1: photoshopped them into centaurs <laughs> Half they're, horse, they're,
3: half human. And by That's the way, hilarious. the one problem of being a centaur is that you can't tuck your shirt in. Yeah, yeah, the guy's shirt's hanging <laughs> <up. That's laughs> Um wow. But uh, yeah, the, the, it's, it's horrible stuff. Okay. I just think they are they're, they're just gentle touches and things that occur between people who love each other, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, you don't have to be, you know, you have to be teabagging them. But I mean, the, the, you know, those little things, the, the touching of the shoulder, the hand holding, those are little things that indicate... Oh, God. Something the, the wedding
2: know? I was at the bride was just barking orders at oh. everyone that passed her. I mean not just her husband, everyone. And Kathy
3: doesn't yeah. seem that a lot of them
2: a lot of uh, she time. didn't enjoy she didn't enjoy one moment of it. Oh. And that's not good of her own wedding. Of her own wedding. There's no way she could have the way that she acted from start to finish. She, there, there was nothing that she enjoyed. She was yelling and angry and would just put on a smile for the picture.
3: Maybe she was. That was the enjoyment, though, being in a position uh, to, mm. to bitch and piss and moan uh. and, and sort of have carte blanche to do that.
2: I don't know. It was so mean.
3: Well. Uh, by the way, here's a text it says, I used to be a server
1: at a wedding venue. I had one night where a groom was crying, saying he made the biggest mistake oh.
2: of his life. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God, that's terrible.
1: <sighs> God, that's
10: hard.
3: Did you for one second, and people, you know, n- no. I, when I was getting married in the ceremony, I mean, I saw Claire for the first time, you know, fully in the, the gap. I was, this is wonderful. This oh, is I was having
1: it, too much fun to think about anything else. It was
3: great. Yes, I knew. I, if you're there going, oh, dear God, what have I done? Yep. <laughs> you haven't thought it true. Uh, all
1: right, here's another one. Uh, this, this photographer knows that it's going to go wrong, says when one is constantly apologizing for the other's behavior or attitude, mm. that that's not
3: going to work. I've, yeah. se- I've seen, like, very sweet... Uh, you know, guys and very sweet women, you know, apologizing for the other. And it's just so uncomfortable for them, yep. especially like if, if the, the, the the groom is excessively drinking or the she is. It's just it's it's horrible.
1: Yeah. This person says they know it's going to go bad if you get married with 60 other couples at a mass wedding.
10: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey.
1: But what
3: if there's a lot of mascots?
4: Yeah. What if Gritty's yeah. there? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah Gritty
1: and yeah. the
4: Fanatic. Come on,
1: uh, that man. That was
2: awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, you know, wedding season is, we're right on the edge of it. It's probably started yep. already. I'm sure of it, right? Spring, yeah. Y- yeah. Uh, here's another one. At a wedding, at one wedding I shot the groom kept winking at me and my assistant during the ceremony. He wasn't winking like he had something in his eye. He was leaning back in his chair, looking past his soon-to-be wife and winking what? at us. Realizing that one wasn't going to work out. Uh, here's one that says, I'm not a photographer, but I make engagement rings. Like you were saying okay, about yes. Singer. I found that if the couple is nice to each other, me and my staff, they do well. If they are short-tempered, rude, or pushy, it's a sign that they don't really want to be there.
3: I think someone who's just inherently or inch or intrinsically rude or curt or unable to work with someone, that's not a good foundation for a successful marriage. Yep. These are photographers, by the way,
1: and videographers who have little telltale signs that will uh, make them realize that this couple is not going to make it. Here's another one. says, I saw red flags whenever the bride or groom was super quiet and just watching. Mm. Once I had a groom who said no more than 10 words to anyone the entire day. And after the wedding, the bride asked me for a discount because I couldn't make the groom look happy enough. Oh, dear. (laughs) You're going to ask
3: for a discount?
1: They got divorced a year later. Could Uh, you make him look human? This one said, "There's one particular venue I've shot at that has a one hundred percent divorce rate with our clients. It's a state park,
3: which I've dubbed Omen Meadows. Oh, wow, Omen Meadows. Wow, okay. What do you think is like if you're going to get if you're going to get wedding pictures done?
9: What's the most hackneyed? The love statue. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I yeah. think it's really nice, but people use it a lot. But I don't know if that makes it hackneyed." Yeah, no. I, I, don't I don't mean that in a so. judgy way.
2: Especially if you have. I take like- back
9: what I said. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, I know what you're I saying. You, you,
3: nice. you don't want to. You yeah, don't want discount
9: is. somebody no, who's, no, no, no. that as wonderful. I, I felt bad when I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what? maybe the Mutter Museum. <laughs> yeah, go there instead. I we got a great wedding at the Mutter Museum. we were
3: standing in the archway of the colon.
1: We got. We got married in. And- St. Louis, well, not in St. Louis, but outside of St. Louis, but we did go and we have a picture of the arch, you know, yeah. the, the, an iconic thing in the background. It's yeah. a national park for crying yeah. out. Yeah, I, I mean, Come it on. really
4: all depends on where you get married. I mean, obviously you can't get a uh, picture taken at the love statue if you're getting married and... Delco, uh, you know. No, but that's what that's what I was going to
2: say. But Nick uh, retracted his statement. But (laughs) that you know, if you're having a Philly wedding, that's like you know, my brother's getting married in the city uh, in October, and he's they're going to do like you know, City Hall in the background. Love statue, yeah, Yeah, Rocky statue. um, Yeah, (laughs) although that would be funny. I'm going to suggest that.
4: We got married in the city, and we did all of our pictures at the uh, Azalea Garden right behind the art museum. I mean, that was like the, oh, nice. the, the spot I think to the, go, new, to, yeah. the new
3: trendy place will be the just the the the, platform the Kate Smiths. Uh,
9: oh, to- Jesus. <laughs> Steve. Just right in front of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should. There is a platform. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we do another wedding, we're right around the corner there from now. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is that? <laughs> that's, that's where Kate Smith used to be. Yeah, that's right. You know.
1: Oh, my god. It's just the outline of, of the base <laughs> of the statue. Uh, here's another indicator. This says when uh, they, they were at a one particular wedding and said, when the bride read a letter aloud, the groom had written to her, and then she said, well, that was effing stupid. No. I had to cut that part out of the video.
3: Why are these, honestly, why Why do people like that get married?
1: I don't know. Uh, you want me to read this text? Yeah, I find it to be accurate. Uh, that says i 'm no expert, but how how about people that uh, post constantly on social media about their relationship slash wedding I know two specific couples that did this before uh, their wedding and divorced within two years.
9: It's not It's not always, mm. but I see people that do that a lot. And, and I think that they're making more of a show about their relationship than being secure in the relationship
2: itself. Yeah, and I think a little
3: a little bit is fine.
9: Yes, little, I agree. A couple of flourishes, but yeah. when you, what you're getting is
3: a photo essay of everything. Yeah. It's a little too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's a meme that says no one is as happy as fi- they say on Facebook. Right,
3: yeah. Uh, here you go. There's some suggestions to, to
1: for wedding pictures in front of the Rizzo statue. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Wouldn't that be great. Yeah, he would have loved it. You crumb bums. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, people say in front of City Hall is overdone. Um, any other ones, there, Nick, sorry, I didn't get a chance. Uh, Art here. Uh, we got our engagement photos done at in the Wells Fargo Center before a game. It was unreal. Hmm. <laughs>
4: Okay. I mean listen if that's your thing yeah, that's,
10: sure. then that's sure thing absolutely
3: and if you're both happy about it that yep. it's
4: good you know yeah sure yep. yeah i mean if you're doing something that is <sighs> that is more you than your spouse well look look at the, so here's a picture yeah. of the couple in
3: front of the rocky statue and she's punching him in the face with the boxing gloves Right. and he's punching her in the face with the, that doesn't look too good uh, speaking of
1: uh, boxing gloves, using those, uh, our, our buddy Ernie got, yeah, yeah. got married and had boxing gloves as a as a wedding favor to oh. the uh, to the people in the wedding party. And so this was his third wedding. <clears throat> so on the boxing glove, it says round three.
4: No, <laughs> round. oh my
2: God, stop! It's
9: pretty funny. What? I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> that's a good uh-huh. one. I did like that. Uh, I was in a wedding one year, and uh it was the, the wedding itself was in July. It was in a church in Philadelphia that was not air conditioned and then Ugh. Steve they did yeah, they did the photos on the top of the art museum steps, which is a nice location, yeah, except when it's ninety eight degrees outside oh, and man. we're all outside and yeah. just and when you look at the photos afterwards, it's impossible not to see everybody sweating and just standing trying to stay as still as possible.
1: Here's a text that says everything that you guys are saying is my best friend who just got married two weeks ago. Poor bastard, he's screwed. She's a c word.
2: Oh my! Well,
1: <laughs> huh. Yikes! Oh uh, boy! I'm going to go to Eric who is a wedding officiant in Philadelphia. Hey, Eric, how are you?
7: Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing?
1: Good, bud. So, is any of this ringing true to
3: you?
7: Oh, this is brutal. You're yeah. uh, you're you're talking about my every Saturday and Sunday here. Um, it, it's. It's kind of unfortunate because you want to, you know, kind of think the best of people, and that's not the uh, overwhelming majority of couples. But Oof. tragically, it kind of is.
3: Eric, have <laughs> you ever, way. though? I'm sure it's not your purview to do this, but <sighs> have you ever considered saying, "Do you guys want to rethink this?" Or, 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 you know, is is there? Have you ever been prompted to even, or even come close? To suggesting that perhaps a pause is in order.
7: Uh, I mean, I've made a couple faces that um, that's a, <laughs> a couple of go. faces. Um, but I, I guess I don't know. I've had I've had some hard cringing moments where I've I've just been standing there. And it's either been during the ceremony or that on the phone, even just on the phone talking to people. Sometimes you're just like, oh my god, you can't you like why are you even doing this to yourself?
3: Right. I mean, if all the indicators—mind you—it does not mean that people who have had tumult leading up to the wedding don't cannot have a happy marriage. But it statistically, it's probably not the case. Correct?
7: I, I mean, listen, it, there there are people that you can tell are going to make it, and it, it's a, a wonderful thing to be a part of. It's a wonderful thing to see. But then there are also those people that you look at and. <laughs> You don't even know why you're on the phone. Like, I, I've, had, I've had guys, and unfortunately, a lot of the times, it's the guys not caring. Yeah. And the women are just so over the top, overbearing, you know. It, it, you can tell, but it's always one or the other. And with the guys, it's hard to watch and hard to be a part of because they just do not care. To the point where, two weekends ago, I did a wedding where the groom during the ceremony i don't know if it was him being nervous and trying to pretend he wasn't nervous and this is the way that he was kind of projecting but he just kept talking over me during the ceremony being like are we done are we done seriously all right we're, we're done now right we're done now okay great and then when i said you know do you take this woman to be your your wife he was like, mm, uh, I mean, I guess I do. Best I'm going to get. And I was like, Oh my god, I hate this so. Much. Uh,
3: that I mean, how, how was how was the bride? What was her demeanor?
7: I mean, you could see that she's just kind of like, this is us. Like this is ours. Like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. Is this in front and, of a bunch you know, of people, Eric? Yeah, this was during like a 150 person.
1: Ceremony. Oh my god! god. Okay, Hell. I wasn't sure if you did this, you know, just uh, yeah, under uh, so so because sometimes like civil it's just, ceremonies can be yeah. very small. So interesting! Wow.
7: On the other end, you have these women who are you know so overbearing with things. Where like probably about a month ago, I did a, a wedding that was it was black clouds, twenty mile an hour winds, terrible. Everyone in the wedding was like, listen, if you have this wedding outside, it's going to be terrible. Please do not do it. The storms are going to open up in the next 10 minutes. They dragged everyone outside, all these people that had their hair nice, spent all this money to Mm -hmm. look nice, dragged them out. Wedding started, thunder, lightning, downpour. Everyone got soaked. Everyone got muddy. It was in a dirt area next to the barn. (laughs) And you could just see the husband with, like, yeah, this is what I had to look forward to.
3: Oh, Jesus. Yeah, honestly, that's and that's one of the things is, that, again, I don't uh, to place so much emphasis on one day. It's yep. just yep. it's problematic. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, man. I'm sure he's seen a lot.
1: Have you ever do you know anyone? Because I know none of us have done it before because we would have we would have said something ahead of time. But maybe you know someone who has gone to, someone who's about to get married and said, look, don't do this. This is, you know what I mean? The, yeah. What, do not do this. So we had, um, so my uncle was with a woman who none of us liked. None of us liked at all. And then hindsight, after it all fell apart and he went through all the crap, uh, you know, uh, I had said, dude, I never liked her. And he's like, everybody keeps saying that. Why didn't somebody tell me about this? Because that's no. Because that, I said Tony, w- you wouldn't, you have wouldn't listen. No, and he
3: goes, he stopped, thought about it for a second. He's like, yeah, you're right, and good for him for recognizing that yeah. because that's the truth. You, it, it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, to intercede with that, even though you know, yeah. I mean, because they don't want to hear it. I mean, I, I don't know. My my inclination would be to just support them. And hope that they can't, you know, hope that they can see the forest for yeah. the trees,
9: yeah. and yeah. not marry that forest. Well, yeah, but the converse can be true too. Because I had a friend, uh, have a friend who um, got engaged after dating a woman for two months, and uh, my friends and I all thought that this was crazy, and that they got engaged uh, really quickly, and then they got married not that long afterwards. They're still going strong, so sometimes it works out. But when the night before the wedding. Or maybe the night of the bachelor party, or whatever. We talked to him. We're like, "Dude, what are you doing? Why are you into this?" He's like, "Well, I'm in love with her." And so we allowed him to have the better judgment. Turns out he was right, and we were wrong.
2: I had a friend that said, "Why didn't you say anything?" And we were like, "Well, you know what I mean. What what do we say? Don't marry this douchebag. You know what I mean?" Uh, But they lasted like I think it was like seven or eight months. (laughs) There you go. Yeah,
3: you'll have him back anyway. But we were like,
2: "Oh, thank God!" Like he just wasn't right for her, and then that. And we told her after the fact, and she was like, "Well, why didn't you say anything?"
3: Mm Yeah, hindsight. Oh,
1: though. he was cheating on you like crazy. No, he
2: wasn't like a yeah. douche like that. He just was an idiot.
1: Let me go to Eric here. <laughs> he was a quick. douche. He was an idiot. He Hi, was. Eric. You're on the air. Good morning.
12: Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? All right. So my aunt died a few months before my wedding, and we happened to be at the last rites for her as she's dying. And my now wife, we're still married, uh, was pregnant at the time. And my mother thought it would be a good idea to sidebar with her and let her know what. A good idea it wasn't for us to get married. So That's she was she, not get married. She
3: was dissing you to your soon to be wife?
12: Oh, she ripped us both apart. We, we were young, we were stupid. Um, we shouldn't have got pregnant. We shouldn't be getting married. And, and under this,
3: she felt that against the backdrop of the last rites, this was a perfect uh,
12: <laughs> time. Well, I, I mean, if you're going to bury something, I guess your uh, firstborn child's marriage—I mean, a two-for-one deal. <laughs> <it's cheaper. laughs> Why not? I, guess, I don't, I don't really know. But uh, Mama Dukes was pretty brutal. Jeez, taking years and. Uh, I mean, they keep each other at arm's reach these days. But two kids and uh, 11 years later, we're still together. But it is still an issue of contention. Of course. It's hard to lose that. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, my mom was honest. So, like, I can't really, I mean, she had certain valid points. Is is
3: your mom still around? Is she she still around? Oh,
12: yeah. No, the old battle axe is still swinging. Okay.
3: (laughs) Just make sure you put her in a substandard retirement. Yeah.
6: I know. Thank All man. right, I've thanks Eric.
1: Head. Appreciate it. Let me go to James here. Hey James, good morning.
6: Hey, good morning, Yeah, I was uh I was put in charge of delivering my my nephew to his to his wedding and it was a pretty big affair down in Alexandria, Virginia and uh, and and this woman, I mean, she was a total b i mean, she, yeah. it was it was terrible. Physically crazy, you know. And uh and I I had him in the parking lot and I said in all sincerity I said, man, you don't have to do this. We can get in my truck and we can go. We can just go. Just leave all this stuff. You'll look back on us and you'll be glad. And he looked up like he, he thought I was joking. He was like laughing. And then he realized I was dead serious. And he just he thought about it for a second and he was like, no, I can't. I've got to go. <laughs> you know, all these people are there, all this money. Yeah. And it, was, and it was, you know, it was it was uh, terrible. Put him through the ringer. Uh, did they
3: back. did they end up splitting up after the marriage
6: oh absolutely yeah oh. absolutely a couple kids later oh. and um and it was a shame I mean, it was uh james
1: like, did he ever come back to you and say dude i should have listened to you
6: you know what he he would never he never admitted that he would he would choke with it he he, he he remembered it it was clear you know instance of uh yeah clarity there but he uh he, he would never like admit that, yeah, you were right, I
1: shouldn't have done it, yeah, well he got, he got kids out of it, and I'm sure he appreciates that, but yeah, or, man, or not know. or not, maybe he hates those little brats, you little bastards, right. thanks james wow, well, yeah, there there are some indicators, and sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're wrong, I man you don't know, you don't know, so you try, but apparently, a lot of photographers have a sixth sense about this thing there are telltale red flags that they see at these. Uh, ceremonies that are go. yep, that's uh, that one's a goner. <laughs> and what do they even, even they have a timeline, you know, six months. Did they even take the lens cap off in that yeah. case? Yeah. yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, thank you for your calls. I do appreciate it. Hey, I want to remind you, we have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running. Uh, the title of this is "Personal Questions with Bill Weston." <laughs> I don't remember this. Neither do I. It says Bill Weston has some questions for you, but they oh. probably aren't work appropriate.
3: Right. These are these are um, yes HR issues. Are okay. you on your
9: period? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not actually Bill. It's Steve. <laughs> no, yeah, it's Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, are you on your
3: period?
1: <laughs> uh, watch from now. Prestonsteve dot com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club uh, Restaurant and Bar. I just saw. Hal Linden in our our green room, and we are having him in our studio next. I'm excited about that. He's going to be performing at the Bucks County Playhouse in Do Hope. I'll get you all the details in a moment when he comes in here. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
8: Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: We're excited about our next guest uh, being in the studio. And we actually, we had an accidental conversation about him recently. Uh, a, a An amazing musician by the name of Hal Blaine uh, had passed away a few weeks ago. And while talking about him, and I wrapped up, and I had said Hal Linden <laughs> by accident, and it led us into a discussion about how much we love Hal Linden. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, the man is sitting right next to me, uh-huh. right here. Please welcome Mr. Hal yes. Linden
10: yes. to the
1: show. Yay. Oh, and we got to play the iconic music, of course. Yeah, yeah.
11: So, uh, I'm sorry, you hear about Hal Blaine. I know, he was a the wrecking crew. Phenomenal
1: music. Yeah. But, yes. Uh, but you are in town to perform at the Bucks County Playhouse, That's and correct. the shows start tomorrow through the twenty seventh. And the show is in the mood, in the mood, and uh, we're happy to have you uh, in Philadelphia. A pleasure, yeah.
11: Back in Philly, yeah. So you've spent some time here before. Oh, I've left more. <laughs> broadway shows in philly then <laughs> i <can't> remember but <laughs> yeah. well, doing
3: research on you yeah uh how the uh you know i i was aware that you were sort of a swiss army knife of capabilities entertainment wise <laughs> but uh um started basically as a as a as a big band singer and musician mu- multiple woodwinds i assume that's uh, right saxophone clarinet flute the whole deal and and um and in fact, I think you had your—you were in the union well before you ever became an actor. The musician. Oh, union. I was a
11: professional musician for something like uh, fourteen years before, before I, I mean- ever set foot on Broadway stage.
3: And you uh, were working with people oh, like, yes. like Cab
11: Calloway and. Uh, well, Cab Calloway—that was on Broadway. That was on Broadway. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm but I—I—I a- I, I was with. Uh, uh, I played with. Uh, Oh boy! It's, <laughs> uh, all right. it's early. Bobby Sherwood. Oh, okay. Uh, Ray McKinley, Sonny Dunham. All the, uh, the major bands ha- had gone by the time I joined the uh, music business. But there were all the secondary bands were still still hot. I never got to play with Woody Herman or Stan Kenton. You know the really. Uh, Headliners but but I did play with the... There were no
3: Pikers that you I mean there were no, no, you oh, playing with real oh, with no. real with real people and, and you were also a singer as well. I was
11: the yes. I was the the personality kid jumping out of the saxophone chair. No kidding. Yeah, but I never got to sit on the little chair in front of the piano, remember? Yeah, <laughs> yes, never, right, right. I never was the, quote, boy singer. I was yeah. the saxophone player who sang.
3: Okay. Okay, so you, 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 there would be a portion in which during the show you would sing, but you were never like the uh, the, the uh, Sinatra yeah. to the collective.
11: Generally, generally speaking, we had very nice boy singers, but they were very lazy. Okay. And so uh, all the new tunes that came in, they didn't want to be bothered learning them. So... That was my uh, my specialty. I would be able. I would learn all the new tunes. Got it. And the minute there was a request for the new tune, they had to, you know, get Hal Hal sing it. You know. Well, it's.
3: It, I think it's sort of fit that you're doing, uh, fitting that you're doing in the mood. You mm-hmm. were actually in the United States Army Band for uh, a while, right? When you enlisted, how long? How long were enlisted, you a part of that? Did enlisted? you enlist? Did you enlist, or were you were you drafted? Drafted. Okay. <laughs> okay all right. That. <laughs> yeah, so that but you ended up there. How, how what was that experience like?
11: Uh actually it's transformative. Yeah. When I went when I went into the army, uh, I indeed sp- uh, spent uh, 2 years uh, uh, as a bandsman yeah. at Fort Belvoir Virginia. And when I went into the army you had Kenton, Herman, Count Basie, Duke Ellington, Billy May, sort Finnegan, the 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 greats. The greats yeah. of big band jazz. When I came out, they were all gone. Oh, wow. Okay. All gone. I, I remember I did the first gig I got on the way out was, a, believe it or not, a television show. It was a band leader named uh, Sammy K. Do you remember Sammy K? I do, yeah. yeah. He had a show called So You Want to Lead a Band. It was a kind of a joke show. You give a, a baton to a, <laughs> a, a civilian and say, go ahead, conduct, you know. and right. And we actually followed what they did, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was basically well, it could sound horrible over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. That was Temple that was, was the joke of the show. Anyway, right. uh, I remember the show was uh, ran, ran its course, and uh, the uh, company manager said, "We're going on the road after the sh- after on such and such a date. If you don't want to go, let us know." And um, the guest of the guest group that. Day was Bill Haley and the Comets? Oh, nice. That's wild. Now I had just spent two years in the army. Yeah, listening only to country music. That's all you hear in the army. <laughs> and and so I really was not up on what was coming. Yeah. down the pike, the birth of rock and roll. Yeah, the the birth of rock and roll, rock around the clock. And he had he had a saxophone player in the group. Who played one note? <laughs> ah, 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 ah. That's all he played. That was it. And, and I remember sitting in my chair, watching him, contemplating my life. I had been in the army. I was now. What, what was I going to do? You know, yeah. the big band era was over. Yeah. And um, I said, you know, maybe I'll just try. Theaters, see what wow. happens, you know. Because Gu- I, I said, I have seen the future, and <laughs> I want no part of it. And it's not, not what
3: you're looking for. So you'd seen guys. Uh, we heard you'd seen a production of Guys and Dolls and that sort of. Uh, in, in, that
11: in, was in the Army.
3: That enticed you. Army, into, yeah: the, uh, Yeah, yeah.
11: I, I ended up doing some shows with special services, and I, that's where I met actors and uh, writers, you know. And, then, and we went to see Guys and Dolls Road Company in, in Washington, D.C. And I remember sitting there saying, that looks like fun. That's, uh, yeah. there you go. I could try that. That'd, you know, and, and then cut to you on Broadway. Cut to me
3: on Broadway. Uh, bells are the uh, the uh, bells are ringing. Uh, anything goes. You won a Tony for the, the Is it the Rothschilds? You
11: just did my whole career. You just, <laughs> you
3: just spanned about fifteen years. There. <laughs> As you're doing that, though, unbeknownst to you, there's there's an uh, somebody who sort of remembers you. Later on, who would later be, I guess, a
11: producer for. He saw me in the Rothschilds, right? And and, and and he never never wrote a. He didn't write a note. He didn't come backstage. I didn't know the man existed. And then you're the Barney Barney Miller. He, when when the network came with the list of people they suggested to play Barney Miller, he said, "No, no, no I've seen. I saw this actor on Broadway." Isn't I've that wild? Seen. From from wow. all those. And you said, "I never auditioned for it." That no was, kidding. He had seen me on Broadway in a show and. Out of that, decided that that was the quality he wanted in his character.
3: That's unheard of. Phenomenal. But but you you were honestly to talk to talk about being as fine tuned because I always thought your your character had and your performance had the essential compassion to make this character work in this comedic environment. But that this guy would just happen to remember that, and you have no audition. He was
11: working on the character. Yeah. while he. When he saw me, okay, and so used what he saw and And used, yes, wow, wow, and so how long?
3: So the uh, to take it up to uh, Barney Miller, it was a summer like a replacement series initially when it first first came on. Barney Miller, uh, the first
11: pilot of Barney Miller did not sell, right? Different cast, different cast. The only one in the original was me and Abe. Really, yes, different cast, and. we were told it didn't sell. That was the end of it. Dead pilot showed in the uh, in the summer, you know, as the ABC comedy theater, <laughs> how they rescued dead pilots.
10: <laughs> and uh,
11: and uh, then uh, in September or October, he, I got a call. He said he convinced the network to do two more episodes. Would I come back? No, I didn't have a contract. At the same time, I had an offer to star in a Broadway show. Hmm. Uh, that's a, a year's work, you know. By the time you rehearse and go out of yeah. town, you know that's a, that's a, that's a big commitment. Sure. As opposed to two episodes that might never see the light of day, you know. Yeah. I couldn't make my, couldn't make my mind up. Did somebody remember, help you? Huh? Did somebody help you? No. No. My I remember sitting the the Broadway producer finally said, "I have to know, close the business Friday." And there I was on Friday in my manager's office, and he sat behind his desk and said, "What do you want to do? Wow, with yeah. your life, wow!" And I, and it, it was this Cavalier. I said, "Well, we've done Broadway. Let's try television." <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Cavalier, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and the show hit, and it ran slow, for eight slow seasons. Hit. I think slow, slow hit. hit. No kidding. Slow hit. Not not. Uh, was never happy days and or all in the family right. in, in this day it never age, was in the top, top 10, 10. Yeah, and but, in this day and age it wouldn't it wouldn't have made it i mean it would have well, uh, they wouldn't was, have given it, it the was, time. you know in 20th place or something out right. of right 56 shows that were on the air at the time or 60 whatever they had mm-hmm. right but it was a lo- healthy, a lo- but not A Smash. A loyal fan base.
3: And I remember I actually was started here because, you know, I've always been surrounded by people in in law enforcement and uh, and, uh, you know, family and uh, extended family. And and, uh, uh, Barney Miller was always cited as a show that they they loved and connected to because it it, it,
11: uh, Joe Womble called it the most realistic cop show. Not only the funniest, but the most realistic. Joseph yeah. Wombach created uh,
3: the, the 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 onion, onion field, field and, oh, yes. and police story, shows, and he yes. was he was the the author du jour
11: for the New Centurions. Mm. Yes, yes, he did. And but he, but that was the it was the most realistic. That's the line that got me. Yeah, yeah. Because when you think about it, I and I've um, since asked this question of detectives. Yeah. How many times in your career have you fired a weapon in anger? And and the average answer was never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Most detectives right. don't on the fire. You know, on the range, yeah. you will keep their. But but out in the street, maybe once they had to pull it off a. a right. Yeah. On. Right. You watch most cop shows, and they're just shooting yeah, away. Meanwhile, you guys are
1: complaining about Yamana's lousy coffee, <laughs> well, that's which is just, what really
11: happens, right? It, it's, it's, it. The, the true uh, function yeah. of detectives is uh, information. Yep. Yeah, is getting the information. Gathering yep. information, Absolutely. developing sources, mm-hmm. yep. recording that information, mm-hmm. distributing that information. That's what they do. Basically, and that's grunt work when you think about it. You're sitting at a desk filling out forms all the time, and it, it
3: caught that whole thing. And did, how many times did the show stray from that one or two
11: room set? I, oh, oh, uh, very rarely. But there were a couple. There were a couple. I, just, I, I went to jail, jail once
1: downstairs once or yeah. twice. I yeah. went yeah. to jail there. once. Did yeah. you? Yeah.
11: <laughs> okay. There was a uh, a show that I think you know all the all the. Scripts from Barney Miller came from the newspapers. Yeah, the writers would sit around the newspapers and read stories about. And there was a sheriff, I think, that refused to to um, evict some people. Uh, a sort of story in, yeah. in the papers, uh-huh. and they wrote a whole article about how I would not evict a whole bunch of people, and I went to jail for. Uh, I remember that episode.
3: Yeah, right. yeah. So I, uh,
11: rarely did we leave that set, though. That cast, okay. that
3: ensemble was so, um, pitch, oh, pitch perfect. You had, uh, Ava as, you know, Fish, and you had, uh, Max Gale, Ron Glass, and uh, Joe, yeah. Jack, Jack Sue. Now, I was reading about him, and perhaps you can verify this or not. He, he, he changed his last, he, was he in an, an he, internment camp as a young, died,
11: young man? He died, he died during the show. Yeah. I remember. And there was, <clears throat> the question was, what we were we gonna do about it? Um, there were a bunch of us who suggested writing it into the script. Yeah, he had been in the hospital for quite a few weeks, so he was listed on the board as at the DA's office. And I was, I said, could be that I was the only one who knew he was really sick. Right. And then he would die, and then each character would have his own reaction to it. You know. Yeah. That was a, a concept to do. That was my thought. Yeah. And the producer who was an old, old buddy of his from when they were starving, said, No, I don't want to trade on Jack's death. Yeah. So he just he did a memorial show where the cast sat around and we each spoke about our relationship with Jack. And my I remember to this day what I said. Jack was indeed in the internment camp in Utah. Uh but I, well, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, and the only way he got out of it was to join the army and and serve in in Italy. Okay. No with a Japan, there was a one regiment of of those. Um, and Japanese his original everything. name was Suzuki Goro Suzuki. Hmm. And when he when the war was over, he wanted to go and he was a singer actually. Jack Sue, uh, appeared on Broadway in uh, Plower Drum Song. He wow, was, as a singer, yeah. And uh, he was built. he changed his name to Sue, which is Chinese, not Japanese, oh. because it was yeah. Japanese after the war. Yep. Were, yeah. Problematic. Problematic. Yep. problematic, yeah. And he was billed, his billing was, the Chinese Bing Crosby. Wow. The Chinese Bing his, Crosby. The Chinese Bing Crosby. Wow. That was his billing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh. And by the way, that's where he met Danny Arnold, who created, Danny Arnold was a, Mezza mezza stand up comic, not too good. And they they traveled bars and American Legion posts you know, together working in the at, at the very beginning, so that when Jack Sue when he when Bar, when Danny Arnold uh, finally put together Barney, Barney Miller Miller, he went back to Jack Sue. So, okay. Give us an idea of In the Mood because I'm familiar, but for people
3: who aren't familiar with what In the Mood is and what, what the show and the presentation is, because it, it's, it's,
11: it, it's, it's got a great music, vibe to it. the music yeah. of the 40s. Yeah. It's, you know, big band music. It's retro, remembering that, celebrating that style of music. That's how come I got into it. And there's nothing like it.
3: I mean, it has, well, a, it has a
11: really no. cool, you know, I, I remember I,
3: I saw the, the, the Glenn Miller Orchestra years ago. And 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 I and the audience
11: ran the age gamut, you know, because it's just... It's just, listen, music changed. Yeah. You know, but there are those of us who remember what it was like before it changed. Right. And there's something to be said for it. Um, <laughs> We've been just talking about it. I have a... a, 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 a I made a CD of my own yeah. some years ago. And one of the sessions, my concept was... To do contemporary songs, songs of the day, but do it in the big band style. That's an interesting concept. Yes. Oh, it went about from here to you. <laughs> 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 but, it's, uh, but if you catch my CD, you'll hear four cuts like that. You know, right. That's cool. And I covered a couple of contemporary songs, but with big band sound. Interesting. It, 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 it is different. So full a full
3: orchestra? what, what, what yeah, be, it, So people going to really see the full deal? Band. Yeah. Full that, that's awesome. Yeah, in that's fact,
11: it's awesome. the
1: uh, In the Mood uh, singers and dancers and the String of Pearls orchestra. That's the show we're
11: doing. That's the In the Mood show. That's yes. That, yeah.
3: Very nice. Very nice. And, uh, and that, it's a it's a it's a great uh, playhouse, obviously, and it's a great venue for that. And and
11: it it opens tomorrow. When I was a up and coming young actor. Boy, what I would have given to have gotten a gig at Bucks County Playhouse, <laughs> uh, or even Lambertville. You yeah. know. Yeah.
3: By the way, is Linden, never never worked there,
11: never got a job there. Is Lyndon? Did you take the name Lyndon from, from Linden, Linden New, Jersey? New Jersey? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's. I, I was. It was between high school and college. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I did a gig in Southern New Jersey. Uh, what was the. Uh, Winter resort there. Um, in Lake, uh, Lake, Lakewood? No. There is there, there is, is a Lakewood, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's summer resort, uh, a okay. winter resort. Yeah. I think I did a gig there that Christmas or something, and I was going back to go to college in a month or so and passed through Linden, New Jersey, and there was this big gas tank, you know, that yeah. fills up goes way up. And right, yes, right, yeah. Yes. And when it's up, yep. the word Linden... <laughs> was about three stories high. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, yeah. good billing. There you go. It's a good name. <laughs> I'll yeah. never get billing like that again. And I like it. <laughs> That's where that came from." Wow,
9: Hal. I wanted to ask you about Abe Vigoda. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents introduced me to, to Barney Miller, and I liked it because of him. And and uh, he had this, uh, for a child especially, such an expressive face, and, and that made me laugh. And then later on in life, I realized, oh, there's comedy beyond just this yeah. guy me- making silly faces. But what was your experience like with him on that show, especially on well, the show? First of all, here's the amazing thing about Abe: he was only on the show about three
11: years. Yeah, really? That's just old. three years, and he, he wasn't that much because he was he was spun off. He was so yeah. popular that they spun him off on his own, the own show, show, which Fish. was not a, a success. Yeah, <laughs> it was with kids, so, as a matter of fact. So from yep. there on in, he made. One or two guest appearances, you know, and it came back at the end, and yeah. And he was. Why do you remember him more than (laughs) Barney Miller? (laughs) Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean it. Yeah, had he? He was the memorable face. the uh, The interesting part was he went up to audition for a different part. Who was who, okay. he auditioning for? There was a character that sat at Jack Sue's desk before yeah. Jack was added to the company who had an Italian name, and he had just come off uh, The Godfather. So he went up to read for that character, Lamara. I don't remember yeah. what the name was. And Danny Arnold took one look at him and said, "No, oh, I think I got another idea. Uh-huh. I scared him right once. created fish. I
4: scared him once also at a gas station in uh, Ringwood, New Jersey, because I was uh, pumping gas <laughs> next to him. And it was just one of those things where I wasn't expecting to see Abe Pagoda, a Pagoda yeah. pumping gas. And yeah. as it turned out, I guess he had like a son or a daughter who lived in that area. He,
11: that's, where he, that's where he died, that, in uh, Jersey. That's, mm-hmm. But I was like,
4: oh, I, I'm like, I know you. He, you know, and he was like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> back off, kid, yeah, you, you, know? Know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Correct me if I'm but he, and I, I think I was reading this in an interview with you, some interview where, where he
11: wasn't that much older than you. No, are. He, he just seemed much, old. much older. When we went out to do the original pilot, yeah, uh, he was maybe, I would say, seven or eight years older than me. That's right. all. We went out to, but he always looked to 112. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
10: We went, uh, the,
11: the press agent uh, said, wanted to do a uh, a spread of yeah. the two of us. And Abe said, uh, he said something like, uh, maybe we'll go to a gym and you guys can work out together. So we'll get you, <laughs> You and fish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fish. I said, okay, fine, you know. And then he said, uh. I used to play a little a little handball. You want to play a little handball? <laughs> <laughs> I they had a, thr- a thr- what do you call it? A closed court, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ball. handball court. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I said, sure. You get all these pictures of us playing. He killed me. <laughs> he killed me. He was a handball player uh, in New York. He you set know, you got up. Got all those uh, handball courts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he, that's where he lived. He that was, was his deal. He had. He was a monster. He killed me. <laughs> <To> <laughs> who would have figured? And you, know, you know, I'm looking at this guy. I thought he's a. Exactly. <laughs> I thought he's a hundred. <laughs> I wanted made to make me feel great.
3: Uh, I wanted to ask you too, and I don't know. I, I hope this is true. Did you do? voice dubbing work oh, yeah. for Toho, for a, a couple of Godzilla films? Oh, yeah. So, oh, so yeah. I have listed here Godzilla I... versus the Sea Monster and Destroy All Monsters, which are two of my favorites. Oh,
11: well. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously made it. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, I. What was that like? Well, I gotta tell you, I've had an incredibly lucky career. Yeah. Incredibly lucky. I have never had an honest job in my life. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I have never worked in a nine-to-five job, Yeah, ever. I never waited on tables. I never drove a cab. I never had to do any of the things because I was, A, because I was a musician, I could read music. Consequently, I was able to do singing commercials and, you know, choral work. Yeah. And, and um, I found out that musical people are very good at, what they called looping in those days, right? Matching, matching. Yeah. Where yeah. they in those days, you had three networks, and if, and uh, the independents didn't have all that much material to put on, so they bought B pictures from from uh, Europe. Yeah, in all the languages, and we would go into the. Uh, they would re- write a new script in English, and we would put the words into the mouths of. Uh, so I did some very good pictures too. I did uh, War and Peace, the, what, the, the really? Russian War and Peace that actually won a, a, an Oscar, I think.
3: It's like a 6-hour movie. Yes.
11: Yeah. I was in that. I did Z, remember Z? Z yeah. from uh, yeah. it was yeah. Trompignon in Z. Wow. I did um I did I am Curious Yellow. Oh, which is sort of a qu- which soft was, porn. Which was the first of the soft porn yeah. softcore porn <laughs> what? movies what? to make <laughs> To, to be, uh, this is killing me. Yeah, You're it's telling amazing. me how
9: Linden did porn,
11: <laughs> voiceover,
9: uh, Voice uh,
11: <laughs> and and among them, uh, all those Japanese pictures. I did this. I did all the Swedish pictures. The um, um, Ingmar Bergman. Ingmar Bergman. Pictures. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That. Well, I had no. Oh, I was see, very that's good amazing. at it. Obviously, yeah, uh, if they're using you in those films, yeah, a musician because a lot of it is rhythm and staying on beat. Rhythm. Yeah. You watch a guy's mouth. Right. And you get the rhythm of it. Yeah. So that you can say the line in the same rhythm and match his lips. That's amazing. I want to say that I
1: saw you as a kid, and maybe you can verify this is just a false memory or not, but you were singing on stage. It was a live event and it was like a rah-rah America type of thing. Robin Williams was in it. and Oh, uh, you're
11: talking about, uh, that was on television. Yes. Yes, that was Norman Lear's show. Norman Lear did... um, what was it? What's his group? Uh, uh... Up With People? Or... No, it's not Up With People. It's, uh... But you sang a duet. Uh, to I, a... I, it was actually a, a quartet. Okay. And that was interesting because I had done that song before. It,
1: it was, was like amazing. a John Philip
11: Sousa song or yes. something like that. What yeah. it was, there's a fascinating story behind it because the lyrics were by Sheldon Harnick. Okay. Who was my, you know, a dear friend and wrote The Rothschilds, which was... Um, an, an, Anyway, um, he had been invited by the Los Angeles School District to write a lyric to Stars and Stripes Forever. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yep. And, uh, you know, there are different voices. Right. <laughs> 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 <calm> <NER> <clumsy>. <owego> and he wrote a lyric for that. And the other one. Da, da, <NCAA sagen> had another lyric. <laughs> right. so it, it, and, and then it becomes four doing it together. It was cool. I remember it was, that. It was wonderful. It stuck with me. The thing is, it was never done because uh politically, where were we this was <laughs> uh, early eighties er, uh, no actually it was seventies it was like sixties that he that he got the oh. the, the, the um, that he wrote it the okay It okay. wasn't shot till the okay. late seventies or something, but the point was he chose as his metaphor for the stars and stripes forever protest, yeah, that the fact that we have and and we have we, that right. We have the right to yeah. protest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was called The Man with a Sign. Okay. The man with the signs a friend of mine the pa and and he he glorified protest. Right. Okay. Which didn't go over too well <laughs> with a lot of uh <laughs> <Yeah>. parents <laughs> of the that, yeah. LA school district and so it was never done. Wow. So, I had heard about it from Sheldon as, you know, personally. And uh, I think we did it once at a church or something just to try it. And then Norman came up with the um, uh, America. What was his, what's the name of his group? I can't think of yeah, it. I'm, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm okay, drawing no. a blank. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you verified that because I thought <laughs> yes. I remembered. I'm like, you know what? I need to ask Mr. Linden that himself. <laughs> uh, but uh, but singing on stage and, and, and performing, you've won a you won a Tony. You had mentioned the Rothschilds. Um, and And has that come back to be your love, the, the live audience?
11: It was said of me, when he's not near the show he loves, he loves the show he's near. Oh, that's cool. I have, uh, I, I, I love it, for instance, when people tell me they love Barney Miller or I saw you in the Rothschilds. I love that, you know. But what really gets me when somebody says, I saw you in Philadelphia in a show <laughs> that closed in Philly, and you were terrific. Uh-huh because you put the same effort, the same sweat, the same love, the same everything you put into a successful part, you've put into an uns- unsuccessful part. Right. So it's the doing of it. Right. You know, you love it all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. just doing it.
3: Right. And it, well, this is a great opportunity to see something like this.
11: Yeah, and do you camp. of
1: that with with the performance uh, of uh, in the mood? Do you uh, do you break out a saxophone or a clarinet? clarinet. You play clarinet. clarinet?
11: Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, nice. Well, I, I was asked to uh, do a, a, a guest spot in the show. The show has been around for quite a while. They do a, and I'm doing a guest spot in it uh, mainly because my background is the same. You know, all the big band background and having been there, and I've got. A couple of numbers that really fit. So we're going to put them in and we'll see if it... If it makes it better. <laughs> I may be around. <laughs> so, have you
1: Have you ever performed uh, in in your career uh, the Barney Miller theme? Because that is an iconic performed piece of music. It. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I use
3: it. it in my concert act.
1: Okay, but you've never uh, you never played to it. I don't no. think it's a sax part. Correct
3: in, me but... if I'm wrong. As legend goes, that original bass run at the beginning of that was improv, improv. during the. Re- okay, that was improv.
11: not. It was. Um... This part was written coming up. Right there. Okay. That was the tune. Yeah, that's the melody. And yep. as they, when they went to record it, Danny, yeah. producer, turned to Jack Elliott, who was the uh, music producer, and said, can we lead it into something? I don't know. Can you give me an intro right into that? Right. And they turned to the bass player, who is famous now for this, I, whose name, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and said give me four bar give me eight bars leading in and he came up with Dum- and it's iconic mm-hmm. and that became Isn't that wild That's so excellent. funny and wow. he only got paid for the date. <laughs> right, he got, yeah. <laughs> he wrote that. He wrote. Good. All he got was the gig. <laughs> All he, had, he got was He session. got a lot of gigs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working musician.
3: Right. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I want to remind people that uh, In the Mood is at the Bucks uh, County Playhouse, and it opens tomorrow, and uh, there are shows through the 27th. And uh, a few of the dates, there are there are multiple shows. So, like, on on Wednesday the 24th, it's at 2 o'clock and a 7.30. Uh, and then the same thing on the 25th. Actually, several days that you're going to have a... Uh, Chances to see two performances. So uh, make sure you get the tickets and details. You can go to bcptheater.org uh, and uh, and check that out. And everybody raves about, you know, the the venue and how wonderful it is. And New Hope's a gorgeous part of the area. So it uh, should be really enjoyable. Um, well, listen, we're so glad that you came by here today. Pleasure. Fans Pleasure. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And we are those people who absolutely Loved Barney Miller and, and still do. So, great. We're, we're so glad you came in. Thanks a lot, Hal. Thank you. Thank Excellent. You, Hal Linden, guys. Yeah! The President Steve Show. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay up.
5: We've shared a lot of MMR stories during our 50th birthday celebration. This year, for our birthday, we'd like you to share yours. Maybe you won a cool prize like a pair of concert tickets or even backstage passes, maybe even a trip to London. Maybe you went to an MMR event like the Louis Louis Parade or the Cardboard Classic or even Zappoween all those years ago. Maybe you've met one of us at a concert or a local club. Did you win a CD or a cassette or even an album? Maybe you got a tour of the station. Who knows? We want to hear about your MMR moment, whatever it might be. So call our MMR memory message recorder. Get it? MMR at 610-771-9666 and tell us your story. Stay brief and focused, just like me. We'll play them back during my MMR birthday broadcast, April 29th. We can't tell our story without you sharing yours. Together, we're 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. You
1: know what, let me, uh, there's a couple of short outs that I've been, uh, mm-hmm. I think that I have uh, let lax. I'm sorry, I'm not organized for this. Here's one quick one. It says, hey, Gadzooks, uh, thanks for the program. Have a favor of my best friend, Guy Barber, lifelong fan, attends all of your events. Sadly, he's leaving for a long drive out west where he will live. Uh, he would be honored if he could get a it says the Tom Jones special shard out. You know, that's by request. It's up to you guys. I say it would be great if yeah. you can work it in. Many thanks and uh keep up the great work. That is from Bed Ament. So hit yeah. it. All right, and by the way, that's the only one I have. <laughs>
10: that was it.
1: But yeah, we hit done. a high note. Thought I had more. Thought I had more, and that's all I got. And yeah. That's all there is to it. All right, I do, however, have some bizarre file stories that I worked on. Let's get to know.
10: Bizarre.
0: WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files.
1: And it is brought to you by Drexel's LeBeau Online MBA. Visit drexel.edu/slash online MBA. Well, a man high on bath salts, that's never a good story. No, that
3: turns you into a cannibal.
1: I uh, thought fireflies were green lasers from aliens or people to co- who were coming after him, uh, and he has been sentenced to three to six years in state prison. And so what did he do? Uh, Judge Michael Salisbury, this is an involved story, All right, uh, imposed the sentence on Jesse Shields, who had uh, pleaded guilty to charges of criminal trespass and possessing a firearm without a license. Charges stem from an incident that began last June in which Shields fired a shot into the air to scare off, quote, whoever was messing with him and broke into two homes. His girlfriend and co-defendant Catherine McCloskey pleaded guilty to driving under the influence of a controlled substance and disorderly conduct. Timothy Neff was getting ready to go to bed when he heard yelling and loud talking. Uh, He went to the door and a man asked him to call 911. While doing so, he heard the glass in the storm door break, and the man came into the house. A woman was with him and was crying. After waiting 20 minutes, the man walked and uh, and the woman drove a pickup truck to the nearby home of Gary and Glenna Amell. The Amells were awakened by screaming in the living room, and when Gary Amell went to investigate, he encountered a man holding a revolver pointed to the floor, yelling that he had been attacked, and called 911. While the male grabbed the gun, the male claimed that there was something on his skin that was burning and asked to take a shower, which he did. Uh, The first trooper on the scene found Shields naked, covered in a blanket, uh, sitting on the front steps. After being taken into custody, Shields told a trooper that McCloskey and he had spent the day riding around in her father's pickup truck with plans on having sex. (laughs) After parking the truck, both started seeing green laser lights Mm -hmm. in the sky and hearing voices. All right. When the truck began to shake... He grabbed the pistol belonging to McCloskey's father and fired a warning shot into the air. You don't know what's going on. McCloskey was on state parole at the time um. and was not to have contact with Shields, with whom she had a child that was uh, ten weeks old by then.
3: Well, you know, they green lasers a... are being fired at you. What do you? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, and they just had a kid ten weeks before. You got to so... protect a kid, and
1: you got to do bath salts <laughs> exactly. A crystal-like substance was found on a spoon where Shields had been sitting in the truck. Investigator so, said,
3: uh, "Just to understand this: you have a kid. You don't do bath salts, and he gets killed by green." lasers? Come on. Whose fault is that? Exactly. A Florida teenager who was arrested last month
1: for attempting to perform the RKO wrestling move on his principal <laughs> is in trouble once again after he was caught on tape wrestling a fake alligator at a mall.
10: <laughs>
3: I saw this footage.
1: Police say Gianni Hernandez, who is 18 years old, has been charged with criminal mischief after video alleged showing, allegedly showing the teen damaging a display alligator at the Fall Shopping Center. The video shows Hernandez remove his sweatshirt and run up to the display where the alligator is sitting on a rock. Hernandez then jumps over the barrier and throws the fake alligator off the rock and into the display's pond. The teen picks up the alligator and performs the RKO finishing move. (laughs) Made popular by WWE wrestler Randy Orton. He likes his wrestling. Finally, Hernandez then pretends to triumphantly pin the gator in the middle of the display. The fake alligator, by the way, was valued at $3,600 and was damaged in the incident. Uh, Hernandez was identified by a witness, and he confessed to police and apologized. Uh, This isn't his first run-in with the police. Team was allegedly involved in another incident in which he performed the same RKO finishing move on the principal at his school where he attends. Hernandez was charged with battery on a school employee in connection with that particular incident.
3: Is it time for this guy to become a uh, professional wrestler? Might be. Yeah, it's, Clearly it's his dream. Randy
1: Sexbot fans can now buy <laughs> I pa- thought that was a name. So did I. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Randy <laughs> Sexbot. <laughs> Sexbot. <laughs> that
1: is uh, the coolest name ever. Well, these Randy Sexbot fans can now buy pairs of silicone feet to simulate foot sex. And even no. more bizarrely, some pairs of fake Feet have built-in privates and sell up for $400, sell up to $400 These a feet have vaginas? They have vaginas. They have genitals. Oh, that's uh, wild. In fact, one firm has called them vajankles. Uh, the sex- I've been on my vaginas all day. The sex robot craze <laughs> has been widely documented with scores of men uh, turning to silicon women powered by computer chips, but kinky fans of feet are now going one step <sighs> further, buying detached pairs of feet with faux vaginas dubbed vajankles.
3: <laughs> My vaginas are barking. Yes.
1: (laughs) One such website in Silicon Wives is Silicon Wives, a love doll retailer that sells realistic silicone feet with vaginas for $199. Uh, The site says realistic silicone feet with vaginas
3: are perfect for the feet lovers out there that still want a traditional sex toy experience. Stop and think about that just anatomically. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing if feet had vaginas? Bad? Probably. Uh, no. This this product is hand, <laughs> handcrafted with premium
1: medical grade. Let's
2: think about yeah. that. No, Sela let's not. <laughs> and
1: ultra-realistic sex experience. Wait a minute, Kathy. You think there's benefit to having your vagina on your foot?
2: Why would I think that? <laughs> I it was Nick, Nick that said. Oh, It
1: was Nick yeah, I was just thinking
2: about more than one vagina.
1: Oh. And, oh, see, I think Steve meant instead of, right? Oh, instead no, no, no.
3: Of? No, in addition, in addition to? to. oh, Oh, well, yeah. No. Yeah, there are I might never
1: find... enough vaginas. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, incredibly (laughs) men are actually purchasing these podiatrists would like it and leaving product reviews one anonymous reviewer wrote i'll tell you right now that the vagina part of these feet aren't very deep but i doubt that's the reason that anyone would buy these uh the feet are perfect the pictures don't do them justice i would absolutely recommend this to anyone who is even thinking about buying these the shipping was very quick and as well
3: all right what about buttholes on the back of your knees
1: um let me take that in for a moment Uh, So another uh, firm that offers more premium designs is Synthetic. Uh, That company provides a range of realistic female bodies but serves up sculpted souls on the side. Its most eye-catching product is the Vajankle. And believe it or not, they're selling, but some of them go for $400. And then one last story. A family dog who was buried after his owners thought that he was dead managed to dig himself out of his grave and make his way home. Dick was discovered motionless on his blanket at his home in the Russian village of Novaniskolovsk. Uh, his heartbroken, heartbroken owners, two elderly sisters, were unable to wake him up, and due to his age, they assumed he was dead. They then gathered together to give him a funeral at a pet ceremony in the village. But he woke up shortly after being buried and managed to claw his way out of his shallow grave and run to safety. He ended up at the side of a nearby motorway where passersby spotted the exhausted dog. They scooped him up and took him to a pet shelter.
4: Why and, did you bury me, you crazy bitches?
1: Uh, Dick's owners spotted the pictures and came to the pet shelter to take him home. Arena Mudrova, uh, who is the head of the shelter, said, fortunately, they buried him not too deep in the ground, and he managed to get to the surface after regaining his consciousness. He has now been reunited with his relieved family, uh, but the story has caused some talk in the village with some referring to him, As Pet Cemetery or the movie.
3: Sometimes dead is for to be better. (laughs) And that
1: is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. We're going to take a break. Let's give away some passes to our sorority party. It's on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And it's ladies only. You have to be at least 21. We're headed to Parks Casino, 6 to 8 p.m. And we will be in their new beer garden with the retractable roof. And Thursday looks great. Partly cloudy skies, high about 72 so hopefully we'll have that open and we'll be outside enjoying ourselves, but still in the casino as well. Yes. Uh, so let's take five callers, two one five two six three 263 wmmr 21 and female. Those are the requirements. Your guests that you bring has to fall into that same requirement as well. And we're going to have our Zeta Aida pie pins for our new sisters and a craft beer glass to give to you that we can decorate as well. We have a little craft we're going to do. Nice. So get on board. Let's have you there. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity
8: on Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve
1: Show podcast. This Monday morning is kind of cloudy and it's going to stay that way or high today. It's getting close to 70 degrees right in that range and then uh, sunshine tomorrow getting close to 80 degrees. Wow. Uh yeah, we get one little taste the summer, and then uh, Wednesday, 73, Thursday, 71, and I'm seeing partly cloudy skies for those days. No real rain in the forecast. Maybe, maybe, maybe a passing shower somewhere midweek, but um, nothing steady until Friday, I don't think. There was uh, a moment yesterday where it was just beautiful.
3: Yes. Absolutely. God, you feel so good when it's like that.
1: Gorgeous, yeah. and Warm uh, breeze and the whole thing. I went out and uh, put our... Um, you know, uh, umbrellas up out back for you know sitting under an umbrella and relaxing sure. outside without burning up in the sun. And so, opening up the umbrella, I got a full-on shower, a pour <laughs> of dead stink bug
9: carcass. Oh, carcasses that's man. so awesome! As they rain down upon me, such
3: a rite of 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 spring, right? It is, yes. When,
9: when you guys got up yesterday morning, did you have a lot of pollen on your cars? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, My car's know, covered all, Dude, all over the place. Yeah. Yes. And I just washed my
4: car uh, on Friday. Yeah. And it's a black car. So <laughs> yeah. like, uh. yep,
1: Exactly. And there, the pollen's going to be nasty. My mom and sister down in Florida, they said, like, you actually see the clouds of pollen. Oh, really?
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I just see it on my car.
1: Bad. So it's, yeah, the, the, they said there's a yellow tint to the air.
4: Yeah. Wow. I <sighs> oh, like it. We, we saw it last year because it was very similar to last year where like a backhoe or something, just smashed into this tree on purpose, and you could see all the pollen just fly off of the tree. Oh, yes. You remember that? Yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah, that footage, and they they did it in slow motion. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, Well, here's here's some more of that. Yep, we got that coming. Uh, I
1: have a lesson question. Going to give away an Avengers Endgame prize pack that includes a pair of admit one Fandango tickets to see the film. And we'll also throw in a shirt, a lunchbox, sunglasses, and more. Pretty cool deal. So the question I have for you this morning: Who is Steve's lazy cousin? <laughs> Who'd emailed him two one five two six three WMMR? He said the name earlier this morning. Uh, who is uh, Steve's lazy cousin? When so we were talking about getting too many emails, when you get backed up two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening, you know the answer. You should call we got that price pack for you. We're going to do the trash while you are
0: calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning is brought to you by
1: Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is now serving concrete. Concrete is a delicious blend of creamy frozen custard and your favorite toppings. Try a Rita's favorite like the Reese's Peanut Butter Mudslide or Apple Pie, or you can create one of your own today. What's going on, Steve?
3: Well, it made the news. Bill Cosby's Easter meal at prison, uh, the prison facility SCI Phoenix consisted of baked chicken, bread dressing, carrots, gravy, bread, and margarine, Cosby was serving three to ten years for sexual assault says the chicken was a little overcooked and he got molested in the butt. Oh. Hey! Roman Polanski suing the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for not reconsidering their decision to remove him from the organization. Polanski says that in comparison to Harvey Weinstein, he Harvey Weinstein, he is, quote, far less
4: rapey. Oh wow. Oh my
3: god. And finally, Lorraine Warren, the real-life ghost investigator who is portrayed in both conjuring movies, has died at the age of ninety-two. Warren passed away from normal causes, which for her meant being stabbed to death by a Cabbage Patch doll. (laughs) (laughs)
9: That's your Hollywood. All
1: right, we'll go searching for the answer. Uh, Who is Steve's lazy cousin? 215-263-WMMR. It's Ralph that we're going to. Hey, Ralph.
6: What up, bitches? Hey. All
1: right, Ralph, who is Steve's lazy cousin? Uh,
6: Is it Debbie? Debbie!
1: Debbie! (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, bud. Avengers Endgame prize pack, including a pair of Admit 1 Fandango tickets to see the film, a lunchbox, t-shirt, sunglasses, more, plus a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes, now open at the Franklin Institute. Kathy was just there. Yep. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. An exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. You
3: know, I'll be doing a special uh, Comic Book Gurus podcast appearance there uh, in June at that uh, Marvel exhibit. So it should be a lot of fun.
4: Kathy, you showed that one picture of the Hulk where he's just making the weirdest face. He's like, his eyes are all (laughs) crossed. I was like, that's not scary. It's actually kind of funny looking. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? what that you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, it was cool, though. It was it was really neat. And he loved it. We got into this huge discussion on the real costumes, and uh, he's now on the hunt to find a real Spider-Man costume.
3: A real Spider-Man <laughs> like, One the, actually worn by Spider-Man.
2: Not the pretend ones that zip up the back. He needs a real one.
3: Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Let us know how that search goes. All right. Music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
1: Dickhead. All right, let's uh, get right into it. We're going to start with this. Dave Grohl and folk singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle delivered a surprise performance on Saturday in Seattle, delivering a brief set that included a rendition of the Beatles' Let It Be. We'll play a little clip of some of what they were doing. They busked for about 15 to 20 minutes in the city's Pike Place Market, uh, closing their jam session with Foo Fighters times like these. Uh, the pair were backed up by Carlisle's twin backing guitarist, vocalist Phil and Tim Hansorth. Uh, Hansoroth. Uh, she posted the first few minutes of their set to her Facebook page later, writing on Instagram, got nostalgic, and decided to swing by my old busking spot at Pike Place Market with the twins and Dave Grohl. Honestly, one of the most surreal moments of my life. Here's a clip of that.
10: Hey, hey.
3: That's cool. Could you imagine if you were on that
9: street, I'd just have to walk up and say, People are trying to walk here. (laughs) Please. Uh, She's beloved by the rock world. And and Mike McCready has played with her. Pearl Jam covered one of her songs. And uh, now she's hanging with Dave Grohl. Uh, Here's another clip of them playing uh, the Foo Fighters Tune.
7: Well, I don't know how loud the guitar is, but I can scream pretty loud. It It sounds like
10: these. try to wait to you back
1: home you're really really cool to stumble across this man I'd,
10: i'm a street like shining
3: It's awesome. It is. It is so cool. I, I love this busking thing. You at know. first, I
1: thought maybe they yeah. were doing the you know where they hide their identity, right. And
3: they try to just see
1: if people pay attention or notice. They're at dressed all. as minions, uh, but uh, <laughs> no, they were they were right up front, just playing a little concert. That's really cool. Uh, Dave and the Foo Fighters have been out the road while uh, he recovers from arm surgery, forcing the band to cancel a pair of shows back in February in New Orleans. Uh, they've been rescheduled for next next month. Uh, Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney and singer-songwriter Michelle Branch got married on Aww. Saturday. Uh, they did it at the uh, Marigny uh, Opera House in New Orleans. Uh, or Marigny, I guess is how you say that. The couple met at a Grammys party in 2015, began dating soon after. They welcomed their first child, Reese James Carney, in August of 2018, postponing their initial wedding date until, yeah, after,
3: awful pretty.
1: until <laughs> after the uh, the baby was born. Uh, This is the second marriage for the 35-year-old Branch, who was previously married to Teddy Landau and shares a 13-year-old daughter with him named Owen. And it is the third marriage for 39-year-old Carney, who was previously married to Emily Ward and Denise Grolmas. This isn't going to work. I know. Uh, Branch... And uh, Carney have also collaborated musically as well as romantically. Carney produced, co-wrote, and played drums on Branch's 2017 comeback album, Hopeless Romantic.
3: You know, perhaps it's it's good just to get the information out that you can purchase wedding cake without actually having to get married, if you want. <laughs> <Is> that <right? laughs> That's true. If you just like wedding cake.
1: Uh, last year, they also collaborated on a cover of A Horse With No Name for the BoJack Horseman soundtrack. An email alerting agents to the postponed postponement of Woodstock 50's ticket on sale has prompted fears that the 100,000 plus anniversary concert will be canceled. However, oh, man. However, festival co-founder Michael Lang dismissed the concerns on Friday saying Woodstock is a phenomenon that for 50 years has drawn attention to its principles and also the rumors that can be attached to that attention. Earlier on Friday, talent manager Amanda Phelan from Woodstock 50 talent buyer Danny Wimmer presents uh, sent an email to agents uh, representing Axe at the concert explaining uh, there's currently a hold on the Woodstock 50 on-sale date. We are waiting on official press statements from Woodstock 50 regarding updated announcement, ticket pricing, and overall festival information. Tickets for the three-day event were supposed to go on sale today, no new date has been announced, and the delay has caused concern from managers and agents with acts playing the festival. The uh, lineup includes uh, just a few, by the way. The uh, The Killers, Lumineers, Tours, Robert Plank, Greta Van Fleet, Portugal the Man, Imagine Dragons, Cage the Elephant, Miley Cyrus, and Santana, Halsey, Brandy Carlisle, Janelle Monáe, Vince Staples, and many others. Uh, the event is slated to take place in Watkins Glen, New York, around 150 miles from the original 1969 site, on August 16th through the 18th. So we'll see. We'll see if it if, uh, happens. if that.
3: No, I can't believe that they are. You know, having put on the original Woodstock, I just don't know
4: how or why they get away with calling it Woodstock when it's nowhere even near the mm-hmm. original Woodstock. I mean, you can just because it's in because New Virgin New Palooza was
3: taken. <laughs> is that right? I don't uh, know. I, I, you know, I think they you have the original guy behind one of the original guys behind Woodstock. So that's part of it. Yeah. And uh, so yeah,
9: that's. Is why. it just because it's the 50th anniversary of the original Woodstock? Then they're just saying, hey, it's 50 years later. And we might as well call it that. Yeah, maybe. And and uh, you know, they make it a theme. Yeah. Uh,
1: so it doesn't matter where it is, as long as it's in you know in proximity. Well, yeah, I guess so. And as long as it's, that's the, what the event is, it's, you know, we're getting together because of a uh, celebration of the history of this event. So- Woodstock's
3: yeah. not a place, man. It's, it's in your heart.
1: Yeah. It's
3: like Asgard. Speaking- it's like Asgard.
1: Woodstock is people. People's is people. Uh, so, speaking of uh, Woodstock, the Grateful Dead, they played there, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, The story of the Grateful Dead is set to be immortalized in a comic book. Uh, Grateful Dead Origins will be released by Z2 Comics, and it will explore the early days of the band. Uh, The comic promises to tell the story of the band's transformation from a bar band, performing as the Warlocks to become the creators of their own sound and forefathers of the jam band culture. Uh, Grateful Dead audiovisual archivist and legacy manager David Lemieux Uh, Said in a statement, we've seen many archival releases that offer magnificent audio representations of the Grateful Dead's history and several filmed interpretations of the Dead story. To these, we're thrilled to add to the Dead's narrative canon this beautiful portrayal of the Dead's origin story in the form of this wonderful new comic. So, the graphic novel is scheduled for release in early of next year with pre-orders available now.
3: Would the Grateful Dead story lend itself to a... Biopic treatment? I
1: don't. Is it know. That engaging? Unless they really show their acid trips in
4: vivid. That'd be cool. Uh, Possibly. You know, uh, graphic novel form. I don't. They like did to. a really really long documentary that was on. A-
9: I think it was on Amazon. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, the other one that Mickey Hart didn't care for. I think you asked Yeah, him about we had it. him in here. Yeah. Yeah, and uh,
4: yeah, he, he didn't for some Rush reason. Rush
1: has a graphic novel coming out of the making of their A Farewell to Kings album. Right. So I guess some bands do it, you know? I don't know. If you're a fan, you'll buy it. Yeah,
3: you know, it's that's what it's
1: to. about. Yep. And there you go. That's what I have in uh, music news for you. Let's take one final break, shall we? And return shortly to get the first letter for the Word of the Week prize. We'll have that and more when we return, so make sure that you
0: stay with us. Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mudder's Day, day 2019. 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey. Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep get you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits.
4: Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators too with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts
9: to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors
12: and food trucks, including Two
0: Street Sammys and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mudder's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement. At 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks.
1: About ready to wrap up a Monday of uh, broadcasting. Not before we'll get you that first Letter to get you possibly our word of the week prize, which is along with a band that did a Pierre presents recently. We just played a band that uh, did Pierre presents. Uh, Rev- Revivalist did one as well. A lot of bands are getting on board that very cool performance atmosphere and uh, a playback coming in the near future. We'll have the uh, the details on that uh, coming up uh, very soon. But in the meantime. I would like to say thank you to our lone guest today, Mr. Hal Linden. Yeah.
3: Got a lot of good feedback on that interview. Was here. Uh, yeah, Barney
1: Miller himself. Mr. Lennon. by the way, is 88 years old. 88. Um, and he's uh, just as spry and as, uh, <laughs> you know, he and I, when he got in, I was telling him, I reached over to shake his arm and I, or his hand. I couldn't reach my arm out all the way because I have a, t- a, share, a tear in my rotator cuff. And he was just kind of like, <laughs> And, and he started to tell me about how bad his shoulders were and all he's dealt with on his life. And he took a realize, fall recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was 88. I figured he was up around 80-ish, but 88 and uh, uh, just a nice guy. Well, you told him to break a leg in his performance. He said, don't mm-hmm. say that. I actually did one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he's in town, uh, the Bucks County
3: Playhouse,
1: and uh, tomorrow through the 27th, He'll be doing a show called In the Mood, and it's a look at uh, you know a lot of great big band music. Yeah,
3: for, and, and that, that sort of nostalgic wartime, yep. you know, USO sort of show, which is, uh, it's, 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 I love that stuff. It's awesome. Yep. And uh, super nice to uh, to have him by here. Uh,
1: tickets and details are available at bcptheater.org. So, Mr. Hal Linden. Uh, we are ready uh, to do the letter. In case, you're going to kick New that off heard. first? All hey. right. Uh, all right, we got Pierre running in here, so uh, we can do that. Here. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. It would be E is an elephant. He is an elephant. That's a good one. Good one to start with. Thank you. We're... There they are. Where will we go from here? We have an autographed Cage the Elephant guitar. (laughs) Plus a pair of pit tickets to see them when they come back in town. They're playing with Beck and Spoon at BB&T Pavilion on Wednesday, August 21st. Uh, Some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com, and you can uh, listen Tuesday at 2 p.m. That is when the Pierre Presents Cage the Elephant playback is taking place. So that is on the way. Uh, Do you have an enjoyable weekend, man?
5: Yeah. um, In fact... um... It started on Friday with those guys, and uh, they couldn't have been nicer, and it couldn't have been more fun. Uh, maybe the most packed we've ever had down there, jam-packed. I mean, there was a huge demand for these tickets, and uh, we thought they'd play five songs. They played eight. Oh, nice. Uh, had
3: a feeling that they would do that once they saw the exuberance you yeah. know, of, of the, uh, the people who
5: were down there. And, they, you know, they, we have a, a long relationship with that band. Starting with you guys because they started on your show. And then the next time I think they came to my show. But Brent has also interviewed them back at some festival somewhere. Um, so, uh, you know, they've had a connection with MMR for quite a while. So um, they um, uh, couldn't have been nicer. It was great oh. fun. So two, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Pancake is starting the editing process even now.
1: Cool, man. Nice. Uh, let's see what's coming up on uh, today's program, if you don't mind me asking.
5: Well, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. Um, I will have, um, fund you opportunities. That'll be at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for a chance for a thousand bucks. I have some really cool workforce blocks. Uh, Peter Frampton, who's coming our way, has a birthday today. So we're going to celebrate that. We also uh, will get some Earth songs in for Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, one and all. Good day, good day, good day. Er- Nick's wearing green. That's important. I'm yep. sure you uh, planned that. Very
9: much on purpose.
5: <laughs> it wasn't the shirt that I was wearing last night when I went to bed. <laughs> 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 and uh, and I because Friday was the 19th, therefore I missed Saturday 420, So I've got to do some 420 songs Ah. uh, on Pierre Standard Time. Cool. So wonderful. Light them up and pass it around. All right, everybody, hang (laughs) in there. I got
1: to thank our sponsors. President Steve shows brought to you today by Duncan. Duncan has a whole new line of uh, handcrafted signature lattes, blueberry crisp, caramel craze, and a Coco mocha. Uh, mocha. Sipping is believing. America runs on Duncan. Price participation may vary. Limited time offer. Also brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. And by Winter Airport, parking the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Tomorrow on the program, we will indeed have a Tattoos Day. It's your chance to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. Uh, More of the invites to our sorority party at Parks Casino, which is going to be on Thursday. And I'm sure we'll get into some other good things. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang.
4: Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You.
6: (laughs) hate you. Line. Listen, buddy, when you're sticking your hand out the window and rolling your fingers like that, everyone knows you're flicking a booger. Everyone. Next message.
12: Happy 420, everybody. Smoke em if you got them. This is going to be a great day. <laughs>
4: Next message.
12: Good morning and welcome to National Drug Test Day. For all those people that wanted to call off on Saturday. <laughs> Wait till you get home get stoned like I did.
4: <laughs> the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line.
5: Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by Delltoyota.com and Dellchevrolet.com. Jack, sell
10: them for less.